Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Welcome in to the podcast, episode 267. Hello. We are here. Okay. Uh, I just realized something. Yes. What do you? What has happened? Why? Why are you not sitting there? <laughs> he and, already and had it set up. <laughs> and why is Jordan producing again? What is? What happened? I don't is know. He, what I think he was waiting for. I think he was hoping nobody would notice. Uh, is yeah. it? I just realized it. Kyle, I like control. I know. Me too. We're the same there. Yeah. And also, like, y'all, whatever. Like, it's kind of like. Uh, I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real go with the flow kind of guy. Usually we go to a different recording location to where like we have to set up the stuff. Oh, true. And we we're coming to my apartment. And I was kind of waiting on you. So I just set a lot up and I just kind of did my thing. Yeah, you're on home turf. I get it. Yeah, it's my home. It's turf. Territorial. I'm very territorial. Fair he enough. peed on the couch when I walked in twice. I saw it twice. His dick was out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he hiked his leg. He went on all fours and hiked his leg up. As soon as both of you rallying at me. Yeah. Yes. Growling. I was my territory. But uh, 267, boys. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of episodes. We're back to it. Uh, so many. We Did we even do an episode last week? You did one well, by I yourself. Did. Yeah. You're a trooper, dude. All by myself. Absolute trooper. <laughs> I mean, it was myself and, you know, my Zins and my beers, but we, we got through it together. We I, were, did, I couldn't get through it. We were like, uh, we were like the, a good first line in hockey, right? Like... We all fed off each other's energy. Mm-hmm. Like my beer was like my left wing, the Zins <laughs> were the right wing. I was the center, and it just it worked out really well for not the Blue Jackets though. Not no. the Blue Jackets. Not a for, not a good first line for the Blue Jackets because that would just be incompetent. And, no, it would be yeah, like good first line for you know the better teams out there. Right. But uh, no, yeah, we did one last week. But uh, yeah, so we're back to it. Welcome back. Hell yeah, we're back, baby. Uh, not a lot to like really talk about in terms of. Uh, you know, bantering, but I think we just get right into Blue Jacket stuff. Yeah. Because some things broke today. A lot of things broke today. A lot of things broke today. So this is our news and notes. Let's get right into it. Should I do the swoosh? Yeah, I think you have to. Right. Legally. Yeah, legally. I'm legally uh, like... There it is. There it is. All right. So news and notes. Breaking today, Wednesday, Wednesday. Eric Robinson traded to Buffalo for a seventh round pick. Uh, Buffalo takes on the full cap of the 1.7 mil. Um, I guess first our thoughts on old Robinson going to Buffalo. No longer Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I got to say, boys, I kind of, ever since Robinson got recalled from Cleveland, kind of liked his game a little bit. So big fan of the way Robinson has been playing since being recalled from Cleveland. And then he is, uh, you know, traded, traded away. Yeah, I mean, defensively, Buffalo. though, right? I mean, the, so generally when trades like this happen, especially on a dead news day, like in the hockey world it was today, besides yeah. this, the only thing we had to talk about, the whole entire NHL had to talk about today was this. Oh, and Patrick Kane coming. He's uh, playing for the Wings tonight or tomorrow night. I think tonight's his debut. Is it tonight? Yeah. So that was another news thing, which is probably more newsworthy than Eric Robinson getting traded, to be honest. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I would say that's way more newsworthy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, Robinson, great defensively as a forward, uh, fast, big body, and has a good stick. With speed. Um, he's really good on the PK. That's why our PK has been so good. Yeah. A lot of it is because Eric Robinson's on the, on the penalty kill, barring when he was in Cleveland, but... 
Yeah, for for to one point six per year. He's in a contract year. Uh, this clearly shows us that the Blue Jackets had no intentions of resigning him. Um, so you're dumping that salary early. Give yourselves options before the deadline uh, with more salary cap if you're not going to resign a guy anyways. And it's it was for a seventh round conditional pick. Uh, 2025, I think. 2025, and that's if that's if Erob plays 45 games. Well, you know he's going to have like in 20. Buffalo. He's going to have like 20 goals in Buffalo. Do you really year. believe that? I 100 percent am on that, board with that. That's a bold take. That's how it always happens, boys. Every time somebody gets traded away, every time somebody gets traded away from the Blue Jackets, whether they're average or not, like they just they go to another team and they just completely just do their thing. Yeah, uh, sometimes there's some like that. I I know every fan base likes to think like, oh man, they're going to leave and go to. I mean we. We've had a few of those, right? But it's it hasn't been yeah. like like Bjorkstrand is one for sure that's went to Seattle and, and just crushed it up there uh, since he's got there. But I, I mean, who are some others? I guess Duchesne, but that doesn't count. I don't count Duchesne, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Can you can you think of any? I I can if I'm if I have a few more drinks, I could. Yeah, fair enough. Guys, <laughs> now the thing is, I will say this: when when guys go to other teams. Uh, traded or free agency, one way or the other, they come back here and they just they shit on us every time. Oh yeah, if, if it's ever like you know them playing us, especially in our own barn, right? Like they they'll score a hat trick. Oh, they'll, absolutely, yeah. Know, William Carlson, yeah. Wild Bill for did example. it. Uh, Panarin uh, just absolutely crushed us the last time we played them. Yeah. Um, but Panarin is having a career year. At I mean, the it's, moment. it's our Timmy fucking Panarin, but he he is on a rampage right now. I think yeah. he's leading the league in points. Would not be surprised. Uh, mostly assists. But anyways, I digress. Uh, uh, Eric Robinson, yeah, I mean, continue what you were saying with it, but I, I think this was a very good thing for us Yeah, I at mean, the end of the day. Sure. Again, I, I always kind of like Eric Robinson. Granted, you know, he's always kind of struggled offensively. He's going to be a career third-line, fourth-line guy, no matter, I feel like, where he goes. Um, I saw some people, like, speculating that we were going get, to get, like, a third or a fourth-round pick. I'm like... <laughs> Are you insane? Those, those are like I don't know who is saying do that. Do you is. not know the value of who what Eric Robinson brings in? This is a guy that's been waived this year. Yeah. Uh, nobody picked him up through waivers, and then we ended up getting an asset out of him. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's a win. And also this this also this is what this trade tells me from from preseason to now. Preseason, the front office and a lot of these a lot of the the, the guys on the team they probably thought they were going to do some winning this year. They, they thought they were going to compete. They wanted to keep the core together. They wanted to keep Robinson and Goudreau together on the same team. Keep Goudreau happy, right? Uh, those two are really good friends. Yeah, grew um, up together. Yeah, and they thought that they were going to go into the season with this team and and compete. And this trade tells me they've already thrown in the towel. Well, I, I, mean, I don't think that they're they the the front office has officially in my mind with this trade thrown it in. It's not like that's it. You make a trade like that, and I under because you're dumping cap. Thrown it in. On the on the season, they're done. They're done. Okay. With, like season's done. I mean, it's been done. That or this is another or this is a this is a precursor to a bigger trade where they try to bring in pieces to win now. No, they're not. You don't think? Not no. Yarmo is trying. I mean, Yarmo's on the hot seat. I mean, Yarmo has to do something. He's got. I, mean, I mean, they're what eight, fifteen, and four at this point. It's bad. I, something like I that. I know yeah. that yeah. much. Like he, I, I, th- I like that idea of trying to bring in pieces to win now, especially. This the season's the, the done. trade didn't. Boy, the season's done. I agree with you entirely. I, you look done. at every Dom from the Athletic, famous Dom from the Athletic, who yeah. always shits on Columbus every year. Yeah, but he doesn't because he's just posting his his 
his opinions. reports and yeah. they're not opinions. They're it's numbers that he yeah. does, whatever. And he has done a model to this point to where the blue jackets and like three other teams have 0% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. And he's been right about everything else. <laughs> yeah. Everything like last year, the preseason, you remember Don from the athletic, the our entire fan base shit on that guy because yeah. he, he told us that we were going to have a garbage team. And then we did mm-hmm. that guy, that dumb. That, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't think to what you said though, like, you know, this trade was like, that was the end all be all to the season. I think something the season terms, ended last night when they gave yeah. up a three goal lead in the third period. I think the season ended a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I, I truly, but the nine game losing streak hurt their, cha- like killed them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the finishing blow was last night. That was it. Yeah. The fan base is done. I'm telling you, the fan base is done. They are done with it. Oh, they're, they're no. They're, I have got, I was getting texts last night from people, season ticket holders who are friends of mine, boomer, uh, guys that were saying like, they're done. Like they're done. Yeah. They, they, what, what the hell are we got? What are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, and then at the end, and then the press, oh, I'm digressing. I'm, we're getting into <laughs> what we're doing in the show flow later, but mm. they talk about how it's just, oh, this is just part of the pro part of the process. It's right. Not, it's, at, at this point, the process is, is not working. Yeah. It's, what? there's no process. No, there's, there's no strategy. There's nothing happening right now that makes any sense. And it's so frustrating. And sure. We have seen moments throughout this season where the team has looked good and they're, they've been competitive and you can also argue that the team ha- it, they're at least in games as opposed to last year when they were completely just getting annihilated. Sure. You can make that argument, right? But the way we're losing these and, and the way that we just can't hold these leads is so fucking frustrating, but we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so <laughs> Robinson, Buffalo, he's gone. Uh, RIP Robinson. Uh, moving on to some more news and notes. Uh, per the Columbus Dispatch, Emil Binstrom apparently is looking for a change of scenery. Um, obviously, success in Columbus. Binstrom's really not ha- – he hasn't found it. He's great in the AHL. Oh, he's a nuts in the AHL. Yeah, hope, you know, he's usually on that first line. He scores a lot of goals. He's a great player in, the, in, the, in, in Cleveland. Uh, but is is Bimstrom another guy that can be on the move? Although today another update, you know, with all, with some of the injuries we do have, Bimstrom just got recalled. So who fucking knows? At that oh, point. did he? I didn't even see that. Yeah, it yeah. was He's him, Blankenberg, and Greaves. Right? Here, yeah. I I I understand Bimstrom wanting a change of scenery. He does he does yeah. well in other in other areas that isn't the regular season, and I think that there's a reason for that. I I mean, guy prospects do not do well here. No, we don't. They don't develop players well. I mean, Boone Jenner is, we're, uh, no, Zach Warinsky is the most notable prospect I think that's come out of the Columbus system, right? Yeah, I would say Zach for sure. I think Rick Nash, Nash, yeah, Bjorkstrand. Unfortunately, he got traded. Bjorkstrand. I mean, he's great player that came out yeah. of. He was developed here. Yeah, no, he, he was not. He was no longer prospect getting traded to Seattle or. Oh yeah, no, he was yeah. through and through here, absolutely through and through. He came, uh, he was developed in Cleveland. They won a championship in Cleveland with Bjorkstrand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just the, the development track record with this team and and prospects, I, I can point to some some more recent ones that it, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. And then Emil Bemstrom, I mean, it's the common denominator. It's development. Emil Bemstrom does well in the AHL with another coach, yeah, with another system, and he does well there. And I understand yeah. it's the AHL, but he's. He's found his confidence. He's not always looking over his shoulder, wondering when he's going to be a healthy scratch. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's pro- when prospects leave here, I, that is what feels like they go develop well in other places. Yeah. No, you're not wrong about the whole prospects and especially just our overall development. Very frustrating to watch as a fan. 
because like again we have talent young talent on this team right now that I feel like is not being utilized and we'll get that here in a second um but moving on from that really quick news and notes uh yeah so Bimstrom uh looking for that change change of scenery but he has recently been recalled um so so, so didn't did you talk about Chinnikov last week uh, a little bit, yeah. He also wants a change of scenery, according to his agent. Yeah, Apparently, reportedly, he has been. Oh, well, there's a text from the agent that yeah. was like, "This is like, a, it was that's the real source." And I, I mean, so now, <laughs> now we've got two guys that are wanting out that are younger guys. Yeah. Chinnikov's a prospect still, I think. Yeah, I oh, yeah. agree. I mean, the dude can't hit the net right now to save his life, and he you hasn't know. been. But the point is, like, also he was a guy that we put in OT yesterday. And, you know, he was complaining about not having enough minutes. Well, that's and, why they're doing it. And that. not utilizing yeah. his ability. And they've, they've put him in a, an OT versus uh, LA. And what do we what do? we do? We lose in 33 seconds. Yeah, it's not his fault. But, but the point, my point. He was on the ice. I know. I would I, say it's not, not his fault. For but. sure. I Yeah. It, it's such a weird thing that now, like, we come into this season thinking that we have this. Here we go. Now, like, we have the coach that probably should have been here to begin with, we thought. We have the core that we need. We have line A. We've got Warinsky's back. Goudreau's in here. Fantilli's going to come in and, and slot in. Boone's been here for eight years. Uh, just broke the all-time franchise record in games played in a Blue Jacket sweater. Yeah, like th- this is this is the core that we need going forward. In in piece by piece, it's starting to just very slowly fall apart. Guys are requesting trades. Young guys are requesting trades. I, I just Veronkov wanted to go back to Russia. Yeah, like. What what the fuck is going on right and now? And today, even today at practice, apparently it was kind of like a it was a mandatory practice. At least that's what they initially tweeted. And Pascal wasn't even there. Jared Bowl was running it, and there was like wait today, yeah. yeah. And then like half the team wasn't even there. Elvis, I'm so like, Elvis, are we losing? Are we I losing? I saw the that control? Pascal was at it today. Uh, he may have I gotten there later. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, think, I think Jared Bowl was running different. it, but uh, yeah. And then, well, did you did you get the injury report on here as well? Of what's uh, of what's up, Elvis? Elvis out is is out yeah, week to week. So here's the roster updates. It kind of just what ha- uh, what's been going on today besides the trade that happened. Uh, Adam Boquist expected to miss four weeks with a shoulder strain. He uh, he suffered versus L.A. Elvis expected to miss about a week with illness. Again, the dude he's playing great right now. He looks great. Can't stay healthy. Can't rely on him to be there for every game that we we need him to be there for. And again, like does he not get sick every other? Three weeks. It there's been a few times where he's definitely been out with an illness. A week. Oh, calling it a week for an sec- illness at the, the beginning time. is weird. This is the second time this year he's been out with an illness. Yeah, at the beginning for a whole week for them to say at the beginning of an injury that it's he's going to be out for a week with an illness is strange. He needs some milk. So that he, <laughs> he needs his vitamins. I something. Good he, lord. The end of that game, like towards the end of that game, he was. He went over to the trainer and they were looking at his wrist or his arm. I did or see that. Yeah. So maybe it's like illness, but it's not. Yeah, I was but about to say, can't are they allowed to like lie technically no, on that's, this? No. They will get in a lot of trouble for lying about no, that. No, not if nobody finds out. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. that yeah, ask Chicago. There's nothing matters. Hey, there's that <laughs> Yeah, right? Seriously. Good lord. There's that hey, there's that uh what's it called? White white lung. We're not Chicago. Is though. that what's going around right now? I I've, I've never I haven't heard of it. There's some type of sickness hitting everybody. Maybe the flu? It's probably one of the another China viruses. Oh Jesus. <laughs> was that Trump coming out there? <laughs> I, that wasn't even Trump. That was just a That was my inner redneck, sorry. Yeah. It was. It comes out. It's that yeah, mess. the redneck from Canal. I haven't heard about that. I've heard about <laughs> I grew up in Lancaster. <laughs> I moved to Canal. Yeah. 
Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same thing. You're not even close. No, it's pretty close. <laughs> Our, I mean, it's, I, it's like 10 minutes down 33, but it's two different worlds. It's damn close. Yeah, it's, it's pretty way close. closer. All right, Mr. Grove Tucky, relax. Hey, Tucky's in a name, brother. Uh, hey, wait okay. a minute. Nobody's shitting also, on anybody's towns. They just said they're close to each other. I'm it? just saying environmental or just like. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, Elvis expected to miss. He's week to week with an illness. Cole Sillinger day to day upper body, but he's already been out a couple games. That's just kind of something they just posted today. Uh, but recall from Cleveland, Bimstrom, and my boy, my boy, who is the savior of this team, and I hope he has his mustache. I hope he does too. Nick Blankenberg has I'll- been recalled from Cleveland to Columbus. Let's fucking. Go. I'll be honest. I that news did excite me. I love Blankenberg. I, I you know I hope he gets a, I hope he gets good opportunities up here, down here. Yeah, I think right. he'll do well. I like Blankenberg a lot. I like Blankenberg. He's a good person. I he's not an NHL defenseman. He just he just isn't. But he's got heart. He's a he's an NHL. He could be an NHL forward. He's got heart. He's got grit. That's great. Yeah. He's got the intangibles. I tell his body that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think he's been hurt in Cleveland yet. You better knock on something, buddy. I don't. Oh, you can't. I didn't it do out. it. I didn't do it. I got close. I Yeah. All right. Let's see. I think Greaves will come in and do well. I mean, Spencer yeah, Martin now goes to number one, right? And then yeah. Greaves will be the backup. I thought Tarasov was back. I guess not. Is he not? Is he still down? He's, in he's the still HL? down. Yeah. So yeah, he's still down in the HL. But yeah, Jet Greaves also recalled, which you love to see. Um, yeah, man. I I don't know, man. I I'm I'm happy to see Blanks back. And now Boquist, so Boquist, like that trade's out the window. That was supposed to be a trade. <sighs> yeah. Early. Now it's four weeks, and we all saw it. We all knew it was coming. And then it's not. It's not just a, a couple days because he he sprained his ankle. It's it's four weeks. But Kyle, Yarma already has all his guys in the room. They just got to figure it out. I'm gonna punch you in the. They mouth. just got to figure it out because Yarmo knows everything. Yeah, ten years of being a GM, and we haven't done anything. He's but got he, the experience. He, he still knows he's he has all his guys. Kyle, <laughs> he has made a lot of good decisions as our general manager, and a few detrimental bad decisions as our general manager. And those have been way more recent than the good decisions. I, it's it's all coming to a head very quickly with him. Yeah. And it's if he, if his ass is not hot, then I don't know. I I don't know. The McConnells don't give a shit. People are still going to games. Yeah, I mean. I would say attendance is kind of going, it's dipping a little Depends bit. on who we're playing, but yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I think last night versus LA, there was 15,000 in there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, for, you know. That's a, a, that's a good crowd. A, for a, a, Tuesday for night a, a Tuesday night in Columbus, cool. But, I mean, I feel like last year, even with the season we had, we were averaging like 16.5. So, like, I feel like it's dipped a little bit. I think fans are getting frustrated. Yeah, we averaged about 16.5 last yeah. year. Yeah, man, it's it's crumbling like quickly, and I I know fans are still have hope for the season, but it, the season's done. Uh, it, at this point, I mean, there's really no point in looking for a lottery pick, but here we are. Here's my thought on Yarmo. I think because Yarmo, th- this is a make or break for Yarmo, right? We all know that this this season that he is he has two years on his contract. Here's my thoughts, Kyle. Let me know what you think. I think Yarmo, his mentality is win now, and I think I feel like that's why we see all these veterans playing in in these games and minutes that are crucial when the youth seems to be the ones that are kind of leading the way on the ice game in and, and game out. And I think Yarmo's in the spot where it's like, we got to win now. And I don't know that Yarmo's here for the big picture. 
And I feel like it, I I feel like Pascal. Granted, he's the coach, and he kind he well, his times run out. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like Pascal's the coach, and he's making you know, supposedly he's the one making decisions, like on who could who what the lines and who's playing and all that stuff. But I I just feel like it's more so like Yarmo's sitting there like this. We gotta win now. We gotta do this now. Put up, put Gaudreau, put Line A out there, even though they have been god awful. Granted, Gaudreau's turned a corner, um, mm. amongst other players. But I'm just kind of like. I thought, I think Yarmo's just like we got to do this or else. It's yes, I agree with you, but it's not we have to do this. It's I have to win or else I'm getting fired. Yeah, and he'll find a job somewhere else. He'll get another he GM will. job somewhere else. I know he will. I mean, I I'll say this about Yarmo. I saw some people on Twitter saying his, his he should have been fired a long time ago because he's terrible at trades. He's good at trades. That's his best quality. Yeah, if you're gonna critique him, at least know what the fuck. So you're talking right, about. Like, like if you're on if you're on social media saying that he needs to go because of his bad trades, then just do some research. I, you're wrong. Uh, that's not how. That's not it. It what what is happening is ten years going into eleven years of one playoff win and one playoff series win, and that's the bottom line. So at at the end of the day, like you're not winning, you're not succeeding. You made you've made the playoffs half the time that you've been here, but you're not winning anything in the playoffs. You're squeaking yeah. in and getting and getting bounced in five games, right? Even when we swept Tampa, we squeaked. We barely made the playoffs that year. Yeah. Like, by, on the last game of the season, I think. It was close to it last week. Something like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. I, it was right down to the end. We weren't locks by any means. We didn't even know we were making the playoffs at that point. Last seed in the East, right? So it's, it's every year it's this, and the plan has been in place, and, it, and it, we're looking at it, and, it may, and it's made sense over the years of... These trades have made sense. The draft choices have made sense. The all of that, and then it comes down to his coaching hires, I think. So yes, he has to win now, and that's why he hired Babcock. That blew up in his face, and he's trying to get do anything he can to save his job. And I just don't think there's any way at this point. I mean, I I said two years at the beginning of the season is two years. I did not account for them being worse this year than they were last year with a with a healthier roster. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's, I mean, <sighs> so yes, I think he is trying I, to win now, but I think it's for selfish. It's a selfish motive. He, he's trying to save his own job. Yeah, that's kind of my thought process on it. Like he's trying to save his own job, and I think that's why we see some of the decisions on the ice that are just kind of very questionable. Right. Granted, it's Pascal's team, and he's the one coaching it, and he's you know he's probably making some of the decisions. But you know, damn well behind closed doors, they're talking about certain scenarios and. And I think Yarmo's, yeah, he may be in it for himself a little more than he is it than he's in it for the long term longevity of this team with the young talent. And we see how the young talent goes kind of in this in this city and and how we just kind of waste it away. But uh, yeah, now all of a sudden they're comfortable with requesting trades or just leaving. Yes, like yes, that's where we're at now. As a as a, it's it's it almost feels disrespectful. Like we're not. It's not a respected franchise. No. Yeah, by like, any means. Like the first what the first. Uh, 20 or the first 12 years of this franchise, we were just absolute, we were trash. Yarmo came in and we got a little bit competitive, a little bit competitive. We got, we were at least in the conversation. We were at least, you know, we were flirting with that playoff spot for a handful of years. And I think they just got so complacent and ownership. I don't know why we're sticking around for 10 plus seasons with, with this guy when he really hasn't proven that much to me at all. He's made again, made some great trades. Now the most, so he's go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I will say I think he earned a little bit of a leash with those years that he had, but that leash has run its course. That's what I was gonna, yeah, yeah. Like like if not this, if not this year, it's like it's like one of them dog leashes you get where it has like the the button button. and you can extend it. 
And you keep extending when it. He extended keep, it. Keep those, extending it. And now you're just like, the dog's dragging you because it, it went as far as it can possibly go. And now we're sitting here like trying to bring it back in. He's bring it back in. He earned a little bit of that leash. But at this point, it's. Yeah. You're about to take him off. Like, and it's, it's, it's hard for us as fans to sit here and do a fan podcast and, and talk about general managers and if he should have a job or not. And right, like, we're just, we're, we're talking shit. Sure, yeah. but, hey, but now, but listen, who, at, at who, this, who, who keeps franchises alive? Oh, it's fans. the fans. 100%. Fans. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. But it, from our perspective, it's... Also $14 it's, beers. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, 2019, we swept Tampa. Lost to Boston in the second round. Probably shouldn't have. Uh, Boston got away with a lot. And we were not an experienced team at that point in the playoffs. Yeah. Boston was. They Boston, knew what it took to win in the playoffs. For sure. And Boston, exactly. They knew how to do it because they had been there. Yes. And it looks like it looked like they got away with a, sh- a lot of shit because they did because they knew how to do it. Exactly. That yes. is exactly right. Yeah. So that's that happened. And after that, wow. Okay, let's go. But Panarin left that after that season. It was the mass exodus. Bobrovsky left. But we had we had more guys coming, right? We We had the guys coming. 2020 COVID happens. That whole season shuts down, whatever. So that, and then 21, when they're doing the bubble hockey shit, we beat Toronto in the play-in to make the playoffs and then take Tampa in the next round to five overtimes. Yeah. Corpy, Corpy <laughs> breaks the NHL record for saves in a game. Seth Jones breaks the NHL record for minutes in a game. Like yeah. we're okay. We lose. It's Tampa. They went and won two cups straight after that. Now the lead, like you said, the leash is, that was his leash, right? And that, you're, you're writing off your success from before because you can do it. We've seen line A. That's a line A thing, right? Like, we've yeah. seen what you can do. We know that you can do this. It's it's running out very quickly, the leash. That's a good analogy. It's already out. Thank you. I've it's been it's right there. One. It's not. If it was, no. he'd be fired. It's not, though. That's, that's the thing. thing. I think, it's not out. No, I think the ownership is too it, complacent with the fact that he brought success midway through his tenure here. But who replaces him, right? That's another thing. Like, sure. But, but sure, you have but, that question with any job. Like, anytime we... Anytime a fan is brought up, oh, we got to get re- get rid of Pascal. Who's going to replace him? I think any. That's always the. I think that's out. always the question, and it's an easy answer for a hard question to any franchise. Like if you want to fire a coach on on any team, sure. Like I don't it's have an easy. It's an easy cop out answer to a hard question. I don't have an answer to who should replace him, but at this point, I think you just got to rip the bandaid off and move on. But well, but to what? That's the thing. You can't just move on. There's if you don't have anything to move on to, then you can't rip off the bandaid. Sure, but like I, I don't have the answer to who should be the GM. I, I really don't. And maybe the team doesn't either. And that's what they're they're doing their due diligence, maybe and yeah. looking for like well, lining also, up the replacements. They also did their due 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 diligence. Words wow. are hard. For that you. was hard. In terms of getting Mike Babcock and that completely yeah. I will so. say, granted, we are not in the front <laughs> office, so we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're talking about looking at on a daily basis. And it is easy for us to sit here and fire fire Yarmo, fire Pascal, get rid of all of them. But oh, I lost my train of thought. I'll think I, of it I just later. think it's time to rip off the Band-Aid. I really That's had it. like a good idea, too, and I <laughs> lost it mid-sentence. It's okay. You'll get Rip there. off the Band-Aid and then what? Jared Bull? That your is that your next head coach, <laughs> Rick Nash? That's a real. Qu- I know it's. A, it might be a cop out, whatever. Hey, but it's a real question. It's a. He it's, would look mighty good on camera every time that camera shot came. That flow looks he, he hella got good. good hey. He got good flow. Jared Bowles, our coach. <laughs> Make it Jody Shelley. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Jody Shelley's gonna go to national TV with TNT. Oh yeah, I think speaking of mass exodus, like once uh, Rimmer's gone, I think Jody Shelley's probably almost gonna be gone too. This national TV wants Jody. We they are all. This whole franchise is going down the fucking Jody, drain. Jody Shelley has missed two I know. Jackets games this year because he went and did TNT games instead. Yeah. Oh, I know. I would say John Luke did fill in pretty nice. I yeah. thought he was pretty good. I think yeah. John Luke is good at it. Yeah. 
Jody's better, but yeah. <laughs> Kyle's like totally just no. I yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I I will say with Bali Sports beyond the, the ability to not even be able. By to... By the s- way, I, but look, before you get into your point, yeah. If you pull up Bali and it tells you need to log in, give it like ten seconds. It'll do it. It'll it'll remember that you logged in before. You know it, it kicked. I counted. It kicked me out seven times last night. Oh wow! Midway through the, like each period. What? Maybe yeah. they just are tired of like you specifically. I haven't watching. had that problem. No, I've had that problem. I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm officially going full legal stream every game. It's not just just say you're going to join the pirate ship. Pirate ship. Yeah, but somebody's going to show up at your front door in the next hour. <sighs> That's fine. I don't care. Don't tell them to fuck off. Go away. Sorry, I I totally derailed you. Do you remember what you were going to say? Uh, Bali Sports. It wasn't about the streaming. Shit, I re- I forget. I pulled. I pulled. I'm a so braid sorry. Up. Don't say that. Yeah. Well, you forgot mid thought too. Yeah, it was bad. I like. I. I was like, ah, oh, this is a good point. <laughs> I lost Who it. Do you, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Maybe yeah, I think you just kind of brought it. We were talking about Jean Luc, uh, filling in for Jody. Yeah. And then you just were like another thing with Bali. Yeah, it wasn't about the streaming. I forget. Well, if I find it, I'll bring it back up. But who do you think replaces uh, Rimmer? Um, I heard Kyle. I heard Bucket Kyle's on their shortlist. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually the whole crew of the artillery. And we're just gonna do play by play. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but we're allowed to drink. Yeah, it's in our yeah. contract. We have to have at Dude. least four before and, we start. And here comes <laughs> Cole Silger down the left side, and all right, Chipaki turns it over again. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Typical that, Cole Silger. That commentary would be insane. I'm like, we ratings we, would go through the roof. Oh yeah, we would single handedly save Bali Sports from bankruptcy or run them into the ground. There's gonna way. be no in between either. I go the other exactly. way. I go completely the other way. You think it's you think it's Bobby Mack or you think it's somebody else? I my gut tells me Bobby Mack because he filled in for rims a couple times like a year ago and he did mighty fine. He's great. He's great at it. Um I think him and Jody and that him and Jody have worked together too on the radio many times, so the chemistry is already there, so it kind of makes sense. Bobby Mack works with well with everybody. Oh yeah. He's a great, great Absolutely. So does Jody. That's yeah. why that works. So I, I think that dynamic works. It's a matter of does Bobby want to go TV? I don't know. I well, if the opportunity, we know he there, does. Yeah, if the opportunity's there, I feel like he would do it. We had a conversation with him not long ago. Yeah, a few years ago about, you know, remember we saw we saw him in the concourse. Oh yeah, we did. And we I asked him. <laughs> I said, hey, when when Rimmer's out, this was years ago. I yeah, said, when Rimmer's out, are you that. planning on taking a spot? Yeah. He goes, I hope so. There we go. I think we just confirmed it. I, we didn't confirm anything. I can't. <laughs> I can't confirm that Bucci is in the running. I can't Dude, confirm that. If Bucci comes over, I would done. I would be hard right now. I'm Are you kidding chicken, me? I'm making chicken parm every night. Yeah. If they go for the shiny thing, yeah, over Bobby Mack, who deserves that more than anything, I would. And who, would who would also be one thousand times better at calling Blue Jackets games than John Bucci I would say, but Bucci does it when when the games are on ESPN Plus. Like, I always dread it because the commentators kind of fake their way through knowing the Jackets' style and the Jackets' players. But Bucci knows his shit when it comes to Blue Jackets. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Not more than Bobby Mack. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, Bobby Mack has been there for 10 years. Bucci is really good at calling games. Oh, he's great at it. Bobby Mack is that much better. Yeah. But there's also a difference between radio style and TV style, right? So, like... Like radio, you have to paint the picture for the for the audience. TV, you're just talking about what's happening. It'd be easier for him. So it's, it's that transition. Sure, like Bobby, I, I Bobby Mack, I don't think would have any problem with it. But Butchie's so used to that TV side to where if he's in the running, 
I don't know what to do there. I love Bob, I, I love Bobby Mack, and he does great. Like, CBJ in 30 is awesome. I listen to that every week. I personally would rather but, see Bobby than Bucci. I mean, if, but Bucci, but, though, like, It's not a discredit to Bucci. I think Bucci's really I good. I think if Bucci came over, that brings a lot of cred to the Blue Jackets organization. Yeah, but it's Bobby Mack. It's, it's a question of, like what Kyle said, it's the new shiny cool thing. Or the it's guy not. that's... He's been around the block forever. No, man. I mean, no. You know what Plus just picked up hockey. He's just doing that. He no, just started doing but that. he's always been a hockey guy. I understand that. He's I'm been not, like the ESPN hockey guy, period. Well, it was Melrose, but... It was him and... You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It is... The shiny new thing, though, is ESPN picking up the NHL TV contract, and Butchagross is calling a lot of those games and doing that yeah. frozen frenzy thing. Sure. So Butchagross is in the center of all of it, and he's gaining more attention than he's really, like, ever had... It's a shiny new thing, is what it, it truly, and that's. I'm just saying. I am it, concerned that they're going to go that Bally and the Blue Jackets will go for the shiny new ratings thing over what the right thing is. Sure, and the Blue Jackets typically don't do the right thing ever. So I you, disagree with that. So you but, might as well yeah. continue that trend. What is what is what's wrong? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with that. They do like they listen, do good stuff. As much as I love Bobby Mack, if it's between Bucci and Bobby, which are. Honestly, that could be the the duo. If if Jody goes to, you got to put a TNT. You have to I, have a former player between the benches. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, you got it's got to be a former player. Yeah. Now they're like they're you got to yeah. I'm sure Bucci would do great down there, but no, I'm saying Bucci play by play. And then put Bobby between the benches. <laughs> no, yes. you might as well put Metzel down there. <laughs> hey. Yeah. What? <laughs> I love I'm, me not, some I'm not insulting anybody. I'm just, it's just, <laughs> whatever. I love, I love Metsy. Saw Metsy in Finland. When he, he yelled oh, at each other. It was Dave great. Dave Metzl is an amazing person. I, you have to have a foreign player. Yeah. So I, and also I, a funny story about Metz, by the way. Uh, we used to go on his, uh, his radio show on 610. It was like the Sunday hockey drive. I don't know. He did like an hour hockey show. And so like I would pull up to the iHeartRadio studios. Like that's where they, do 97.9, 92.3, 610s in the same building. And uh, it was on a weekend, so nobody was there. And I would pull in, and I would like I would be sitting in the waiting room, like texting Mets, like, hey, I'm here. And uh, he'd walk out, and he's like, hey, what's up, Jordan? And then, like, as soon as we get in the studio, he'd just be like, all right, fuck, let's do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he would just be like, here we go. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> God, I got Jordan from the artillery. That was the worst guess I could possibly get. <laughs> <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, he was. He trust cool. me. He was. <laughs> for content here. He's a very he's a very straight shooting dude. He's not gonna give you any bullshit. No. He's gonna you're gonna know how what he's feeling and oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you talk to him one on one, he will be so authentic. Like he's granted, great. He has this T V personality and like he does good there too, but uh oh, no, he's amazing. I love I love Matt Sold where he's at. It'll he be is a, great. It'll be interesting to see, uh, yeah, who who does uh, actually replace old rims and if Butchie's on the on the table. That's it. That's, confirmed. That's interesting. I, I can confirm that that your is, sources. I have yes. That is a that is source? a confirmation. Source. Can't get. I can't tell you guys that. Come on, come on, source. All right. Well, that wasn't even on the show flow, but we just <laughs> we gave it to you anyways. You're welcome. Yeah. I guess. I don't. I don't know. think yeah. anybody said thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. No, but thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Moving on. I just want to see Kyle on the table. I maybe (laughs) by the end of the night. Who knows? (laughs) Get enough Elvis juice in me, huh? All right, come on now. Here we go. Segment one. That was just segment. That was our news and notes. That wasn't even segment one. That was that that was thirty six. That was was thirty five minutes of news and notes. 
Granted, so I just I didn't even put like segments together because I just once I started typing for the show flow, I was just kind of like it's just one big rant. Juices were flowing. The juice is flowing. There's like this is technically segment one and only segment one. There's no other segments besides besides let's get social. Um, so yeah, we obviously need to talk about the Blue Jackets in terms of just the games being played and their their inability to close out games, which is so frustrating to watch. And Kyle, you said earlier, like I, I maybe it may have been off mic to where like we were going into the third period versus the Kings, and you were just like. I don't think we have this. Yeah, Danny and I were watching the game <laughs> last night, and I, I, I tweeted it. Yeah, yeah, uh, from my personal last night. That I, why do I feel like we're just going to let them have possession the entire period? Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Dude, That's they, what we've done. They dominate the first forty minutes, and the last twenty, they forget how to play hockey. Not even the last twenty. Like, well, yes, last twenty, but we lost that game in the third period in six minutes. Yeah. Like yeah, it was they three, stopped the bleeding. Three, three. They stopped the bleeding, and they st- yeah, they had some, they had some opportunities. Uh, the other goalie was playing well at the end there. So, I I mean, we, when we're looking at this team as a whole and and we're going in, we, we knew that the, the chance to make the playoffs this year was slim slim to none. I mean, we knew that going in. Yeah. We did not. I mean, the, the frustrating part about this is, yes, a nine-game losing streak, and during that, I think they had four, three or four, if not five, um, third period blown leads in that they've done that eight oh. they've done that eight times in 27 games this season so far yeah is it nine after last night it, last night was the eighth one last night was after eight. they after yeah. yeah they were seven before last and night and to piggyback off that before you hit your point the jackets have also lost 14 games this year when having a lead which is crazy because they have 17 losses yes so <laughs> wild even an ot yeah i don't it, don't I want you to get your point first, but my God, the my the overtime really gets me going. But you talk first. I, we look at this team as a whole, and we knew that there was more talent here. Fantilli comes in, Kent Johnson's in his second full season. Cole Sillinger needs to needs to find it, and he has. He's kind of a, a st- bit, a bit. I don't think he's ever his rookie season might end up being his best season he's ever had. He he has in his career, uh, but he's kind of filled into a role this year to a point before he got injured to where he's. He's playing well defensively on the PK, so that's that's getting better. Um, not really scoring still, but I digress. The fact that we are going into third periods with leads mm-hmm. and then d- straight turtle, like go into turtle mode, five guys in our defensive zone basically the entire time just trying to dump the puck, which they can't even fucking clear the puck half the time. Dude, I... And we're sitting like you just see it coming. You see it coming every single time. It's so obvious how how tilted the ice gets in the third period. And then after these games, all we're getting is well, it's part of the process. It's it's part yeah. of the growing process. We're we're growing. It's and yes, we're the youngest team in the league. I get it. That's the problem. That is the problem. We are not developing guys through completion. We develop guys and trade them. That is that is what's happening here. Bjorkstrand, Winberg, these guys are are getting developed and then traded, and and then we go get more prospects yeah. to to maybe have a bright future. More draft picks, like a seventh round draft pick for Eric Robinson, Ryan really Murray. Cool, Ryan Murray. Yeah. We got a sixth round draft pick, like <laughs> really cool. And he, was a, he was a first round overall draft pick. We we are this this point in the season where we are giving up this many leads. There. 
It is coaching. I mean, it is. And and you can call it a process. Maybe his process sucks. I don't know. No, like to what your first point was, I don't think that's coaching entirely. Granted, I'm not a big fan of Pascal, but to what you said a second ago about how, you know, we, we get these guys and we bring them in and, and we try to develop them, develop them and they don't necessarily pan out in the right way. Sure, there's a coaching aspect there, but it's also like then then we just trade them because they're not being used in the proper way they should be being used in. And so I don't know. And then all of a sudden front office is like, all right, bye. And then we go back to being the youngest team again, kind of what you were saying. So it's, it's, it's an almost a cycle. It's an endless cycle of being the youngest team in the league because we don't hold on to any fucking player that has the potential to do something because we don't use, utilize them in the right way. I, and I, I've last podcast last week when I had it all by myself, I almost, I sided with Shinnecott a little bit. I was like, you're probably right a little bit. <laughs> like in terms of them not using you properly, like I, I maybe, don't, but I, I maybe, mean, I dis- maybe, but like the opportunity is he had, he was hurt a lot yeah. in the AHL a lot last year. And then when he comes in this year, he gets his opportunities. He's, he's scored a few times, but yeah. like more than half Sadly. the time he's missing the net. Like it's the whole a, fucking team is missing the net. He is a great hard shot, but he, he, I don't know if Zach Wawrinski needs to like put a put a net in his driveway. Don't get me started on Wawrinski, dude. I think he needs to put a net in his driveway right in front of his garage and just like when he's just target practice because every single shot is just wide. A lot of them are, and a lot of them are on. Some of them are on purpose. They're trying to look for deflections sure, or pass off the boards. That. I get yes, it. Yes, I get that too. We again, we're digressing into that, but. Look, man, like if you go into last night and, and you look at the TOI of some of these guys. Oh, my word. The, the veteran guys who are out there at the end of the game. First of all, in the third period at one point, it was Johnson, Fantilli, and Olivier on a line. That was before the lead was completely given up. Don't even sigh. I don't necessarily hate that line. But Why? Johnson and Fantilli? And, uh, and Olivier? I mean, he dragged it down a bit. but <laughs> I mean, he's, he's good defensively, but he's a, he's a penalty machine. And... He's kind of a liability. Uh, I love Olivier. I you, you're looking at TOI last night, and, and Goudreau's over 20 minutes, and that's normal. And and you've got like Texier is playing a lot, and 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 Boone Cor- Jenner's playing. Corrali's playing. Corrali's playing 20 minutes, the most of anybody on the team. And then you're looking at Kent Johnson and Adam Fantilli, and they're at nine and ten minutes. Yeah, and also and Juracek. especially and Juracek is making a lot of mistakes. He probably that was probably for the best. But you look, you look at the, the, the TOI specifically for those two guys, Fantilli and Johnson, and at the end of the game, and I, I understand Fant- they're not great defensively, but you have to push to win. Like, you cannot play. You're playing to, if you're playing to win the game by playing defensively, you're going to lose the game. Especially like in a yeah. situation like in the Kings game where we go to OT. You, right. You're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're winning through two periods. You're, you're beating them through two periods by continuing to pressure them. You've got the puck in the zone. You've got a great cycle going through two periods. Everything is looking great with the offense. Passes are crisp. Everything like that. And then you come and then, and then you just turtle up. Why not get aggressive with these guys? And, and play the way you did the first two periods and stop playing so defensively with guys who are losing their legs late in games because you're playing them over 20 minutes while the 20-year-olds are playing 10 minutes. Yeah, I think I tweeted it last night on my personals. Like, we have... It was about Fantilli specifically, but, I mean, it's about really any of our younger prospects. I don't know how we can tout them as these really good young guys that we're trying to develop and bring into the system and have them develop into really good veteran players 
and we're playing them less than 12 minutes in a game that we were up 3 nothing in. And it's like, to your point where they're trying to win a game, it almost seems like, or maybe it might be a product of the fact that they've blown so many leads late in games. It's almost like they're not playing to win. They're playing not to lose, and they're panicking towards the oh, back end of a game. They're, like, they're playing not to lose. They get, it almost, they tighten up. Yeah. And it's, and like, to your point, I think those guys are getting tired playing over 20 minutes when you have the young, fresh legs who are probably a little more able to play longevity-wise. They may not be used to the, necessarily the NHL play style yet, but they are, they have young legs and can play for more than 12 minutes a game. And I just don't, I don't know, I don't understand that thought process performance comes into play and, and Fantilli and Johnson didn't play the best games last night but that's I mean besides the point I, I think that like you like we said I, I beat a dead horse here but you're looking at freshness at the end of a game you have a three goal lead you want to you want fresh guys on the ice going to keep the puck deep and continue to put pressure Fantilli has some of the best handles on the on the team if like him and Goudreau probably the best stick handles on the team right I mean that's just what it is Fantilli is incredible with the puck on the on his stick oh, for sure and playing him 10 minutes last night is a is a crime Absolutely, I don't, I don't know what process you're you're doing here. I I look at the you get the rookie numbers and Fantilli's and none of the conversations for anything. Yeah. He's the top three pick could have went first overall in any draft. Right, we're hearing this and and they they passed up on him. He should have went second, but Carlson went second, and now Carlson's projected to have thirty six goals and 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 Bedard's projected to have thirty eight, and Fantilli's projected to have sixteen. Like that's this is it, it's because he's playing ten minutes a night. I, you don't want to overdo it with these guys and get them hurt or anything like that because they're still getting into it. But for the love of God, man, like it, it, the evidence is right there when you're looking at other rookies. Luke Hughes has more points, I think. Not more points. He's a defenseman. Rookie. Um, Jack Hughes' brother plays yeah. for New Jersey. Yeah. There's three of them. There is. They all play <laughs> the Hughes Bowl, baby. Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and, and the, I mean, they're in the call. He's like top. He's like a top three dude in the Calder conversation right now. Yeah. So and like Fantilli's nowhere in the conversation. From my from my perspective here, in the season that we're in, we're not going to the playoffs. So like when it comes down to the we're not, pl- <laughs> believe it or not, we're what not. do you mean? <laughs> the plug is out. Plug's out of the wall. <laughs> uh, so from my perspective, it's like, what do we have to lose here? Like. They're game in and game out. It kind of seems like the veterans are being overshadowed by the youth on this team. And for some reason, we still put the veterans in the positions in, and, and especially like crucial situations like, you know, power plays, overtime, just closing minutes of games, and they don't close it out. We've lost, we've had leads in 14 games, and we've lost those games. Like, we, it's, it's ridiculous. So in, in the season that we're in, why not just throw in these guys who we have, you know, been told by the front office and management and through drafts and through the media that they're, 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 they're fantastic players, and yet they're sitting there riding the bench in minutes that they should probably be playing in. And that is so frustrating for me to watch because this season does not matter. So just develop these develop these young dudes, put them in the situations that are very crucial and, and, and moments that are very impactful in, in that game and see what the hell happens. That's where I'm at with that. It's so frustrating to watch when they're not getting that ability and not getting those chances and those looks and those minutes that are, are pivotal to a game when especially the veterans are not contributing the way they should be contributing every single night. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. And guys that we are investing in, these young prospects that... 
to your point that we've, we've been told they're phenomenal players. They're going to be great players in the NHL. And we're not giving them ample opportunity to show that or develop themselves in a game where that them playing well really matters. I mean, we're up 3-0. It's, we have a good lead. We're playing well majority of the game, and that's been the story of probably the last 10, 15 games. Let them play, especially if you're up 3-0. That's kind of... I get in hockey, like 3-0 is not necessarily a huge lead anymore. It's a hard lead. Yeah, it is. Uh, Should hold that for a period at least. Should hold Hey, that. we held it for, <laughs> for 14 minutes of the period. But, yeah, to Jordan's point, let those guys play when you're up 3 nothing, or even... Yeah, sorry. I lost it again. Yeah, it's been sorry. a slow day for me <laughs> it's, mentally. It's sad, man. It, it's, I'm in it's, finals week. I'm burnt out. For sure. I get it. <laughs> I don't. I didn't really go to college. I kind of did. But <laughs> hey, it's, college it's, is college. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, it's sad to me because we should be sitting here talking right now about how great Marchenko looked last night, about how great Voronkov has looked. Uh, I think he sh- I, they should have gave him the goal. It was a great kick on the goal, you know, on the on the goal he had last night. Little kick, little kick action with that goal. Did you see that? Oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should be talking about these guys and and how you know maybe some of our guys are struggling coming up through that game, but they figured it out at the end. And instead, we're talking now about how our general managers on the hot seat, why guys are only playing certain minutes. We wouldn't be having a conversation about time on ice right now if <laughs> if all they all they had to do was hold a three goal lead for 20 minutes yeah like that's the hardest thing to do it's 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 insane i mean there are people tweeting last night about how as soon as the third period started they live bet the money line on yeah. uh la yeah. that's such a sad spot <laughs> to be in as a team like Makes plus sense, 1400 though. on that if you're trying to make money you can make money on the jackets right now for sure. It's true. <laughs> it's truly sad. As a yeah. fan base, we have to sit here and night in, night out for year, for two years now. This is the second year of this bullshit, where we're sitting here with a, with a good roster. It's a good roster, and no way is the, is this roster being torn down, or or trying to get moved out of here. Yeah, we have a core of we have a legitimate core of players that you should be able to build around, and we are the last in the East again. That's why people are so pissed off. We are so pissed off because every single night we know, even with a 3-0 lead, that there is a really good chance we're not winning this game. That is that is so frustrating as a fan. So, like to your point where you just like said we have a good core. Here's my rebuttal to that. I think we have good players. I don't think we have a good core. I think we have a patch job of like Yarmo trying to put things together. And he's like praying to the hockey gods. It makes sense, but I don't think collectively they all work together. I really don't. I mean, it's you. Yes, you have an argument for that because it's the evidence is there. Like yeah. it's they're not doing anything with it. Yeah. So my like, argument for that saying they do have a good core is you have a you have a Goudreau in his prime, which might be a like a it was that was a spontaneous signing. It was a patch job, if you will. I I agree with that to to get in talent immediately, right? And that accelerated our rebuild i guess but when you have you have adam fantilli kent johnson you have zach warinsky boone jenner supposedly patrick line and johnny goudreau is your core that's a damn good core can't leave out marchenko sorry marchenko yeah Yeah. i mean i think marchenko is now and i Voronkov keeps it up man he's going to be an integral part of this team for a long time but yeah 
you have that core now that is very good, like a really good group of dudes, and it's just falling apart. It, it like it truly doesn't make any sense on paper what is happening right now. Yeah. Yet here we are once again talking about how shit we are and how we have to try to figure out how to fix the team. Obviously, we you know, it's not our job to fix the team, but bitch about the people that are trying to fix the team supposedly again because that's yeah. all it feels like that's all we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's no reason that we should be in this cert- in in this circumstance like Last year, I get it with all the injuries and all the man games lost. Sure, and we're worse off now than we were last season, which is completely wild to think about because we're healthy and we added we added defensemen, we added you know certain aspects. We got we got freaking Fantillion here, and there's just there's no excuses to me as to why we're worse off than last year beyond coaching, and then also I think the front office is making a shitty patch job at trying to make this thing work, and. I, I, I'm at a loss. I'm confused. I don't get it. And, you know, going back to the L.A. game, Pascal Vincent, when he was talked about, you know, kind of going back to the players uh, and also, like, the, the young guys, like, not maybe be getting the ice time that they're that maybe they deserve or, you know, maybe they don't deserve. But I think Fantilli is a very dynamic player. I think he should be out there. I think Johnson provides a lot of skill, and he's very creative in his ability to, like, make plays happen. And... um Pascal was quoted, you know, he was saying, like, we were playing well. The team was playing well. We had a matchup, and that's what happened. I mean, we can focus on that, or we can focus on Marchenko and Barankov, and you know Johnny, the way he played. I mean, this is the NHL. I don't even know what that means at the end. Like, this is the NHL. Oh, yeah. Are we at his quote? Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Who said that? Pascal did. Doesn't answer the NHL. Doesn't answer the fucking question. Didn't answer the question at all. I mean, at some point, uh, look, I... If you haven't listened to these subjectively speaking interview with Pascal Vincent, go back and find that. It's their last episode. I don't think they've recorded one since. Oh yeah, it was their 200th, right? Yeah, their yeah. 200th episode. They did a they did a 40 45 minute interview with Pascal Vincent, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Really really well done. Very intriguing every bit of it. He's a very smart man and has a lot to say. Like he he has a plan. The plan isn't working. Yeah, when are it's we going to when is it going to work? And at in. some point like what you know, Pascal Vincent, this is the NHL. Yeah. Right? We have to win, buddy. So <laughs> yes. it's time to find somebody else that will win. Yeah. He can keep saying that, but also that reciprocates back to him at some point. Because if he's not winning with the people that he's that that he's given, which is supposed to be a, a, a team getting ready to start competing for playoff spots, or so we were told, it's the NHL, Pascal. Like, wow. you have to, we have to start winning. Oh, yeah. That, that comes right back on him. Oh, yeah. You can flip yeah. this... Flip the script on him for sure. And I was listening to a 97.1 The Fan. It was their morning show. And, and Pascal, he was on there for an interview. And he was talking about the Kings game. And he said, um, referring to the third period, he said, I had to change some things up in the third due to certain matchups. Um, and that's kind of the quote that I took, I took away. And I was like, well, Pascal, in the back of my mind, I'm like, we were up 3 nothing." going into the third period. Something was working. What did you have to change? Something was working and you changed something up and then we lost four to three? It's just overthinking it at that point. I agree with that. I do see where he's coming from there. If if LA's coming out changing things, right? Because they are down three nothing in the third period. You're trying to counter that. I understand that. But on the other side, they're changing things because they're getting their asses kicked. Keep doing what you're doing and kick their ass. There's no point to change Matchups have been I, working for 40 minutes. I get Sorry. matchups. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, no worries. 
I, I get the matchup side of it. Yeah. But they're trying to match up to us now because we're beating them three nothing. Yeah. That's how that works. So and just the, the count doing what you're doing. It's almost like I think I feel like there's too much overthinking from the front office to the coaching to the players. Like I feel like it's a trickle down effect of just too much overthinking and just just do it. Just play the game. Had to so he said a quote, had to make some changes due to matchups. Yes. That was on ninety seven point one and then, this morning. And I, I listened to it and I listened back to make sure I heard correctly. So I, I just want to understand that he said that he ch- he changed up his strategy in the third period and gave up three goals in six minutes. Correct. Okay. That's all I think that's all I needed. I don't <laughs> yes. what the fuck? Yeah. You can go listen back. It's on. Go go to ninety seven point one's website and listen to that morning show. Uh, I, forget what, I forget who the who the host. It's are, it's but. hard, man. It's it's hard not to yeah. just get shitty right now. It oh, truly is. True. It, Absolutely. I know these guys want to win. That's how, that's how you bring in revenue. So like yeah. from top to bottom, they want to win. They have to win. That's how you bring. Eventually, you keep losing. Fans are going to stop coming. We're going to be back to the two thousand five again, where you're getting eleven, fans, twelve thousand people in that arena. And maybe. also like with with. Cardboard grocery bags on their head. Like, we're back. We're hell, like, we had people doing that last year. <laughs> true, <laughs> we're, true. we're coming back to that, right? So, yeah. like, if if you have to start winning at some point, the the reason the, the place has been selling out is it hasn't been recently. But Fantilli coming in, Gaudreau coming in, Provorov coming yeah. in, Severson coming in, Mers Lincoln's on a comeback. Like that. There's a reason. There's reasons for people to be there, and then you start losing, and the reason goes away. Yeah. You can add all the guys you want. You can do everything you want if you don't win at the end of the day. The fans will not show up anymore. And I think part of it is, too, I mean, not just losing, losing in the fashion that they lose. Like, one of that, like, huge, yes. Like, I was, I was bartending last night watching the game. One of the guys at the bar goes, I just wish they would do us the courtesy. If they're going to lose, don't do it like that. <laughs> right. People are, yeah. like, you got people hanging out for 60 minutes. You get up 3 nothing. Kings make a push, whatever. That's, that's the sport. That's hockey. Teams are going to get hot. They tie it up. You're going to make all these fans get excited. Oh, good OT, good OT. And then you lose in 33 seconds in OT. Like, and it, it was funny, and I don't, like, but I think it's kind of a funny way to sum it up. Like, you got fans coming to these games because we do play well. We have been playing well for the first 40 minutes of a lot of these recent games. It just, it sucks to be a fan and be in the arena and watch a loss like that. Like, watch a team so quickly and so badly break down in the way they have been in these yeah. losses. Yeah. No, it's been brutal to watch. And, like, I've been on the same page as Kyle, too. Like, when we go into a third period with the lead, I'm just kind of like... You're not... We're not comfortable. <sighs> How are we going to blow this? It gets more and, and more spectacular every time. We do. I see I see your last note here. I uh, Were you at that? Were you at that part? Uh, I was going to go to... so. Uh, kind of piggybacking off of you know the way we're playing, right? How we're just oh, yeah. we're kind of doing the same thing. It's a repeat pattern of the same thing. How 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 we kind of get up, then we would lose. Um, and now we're getting to the point now we're we're getting national attention for it. Like yeah, like Butchie. There's been a handful of guys that have been now quote tweeting some of our beat reporters. Like this is unbelievable. Like you guys are doing the same damn thing every game, and it's not working. You're not. Like the veterans, the veterans that should be showing up and showing out, typically aren't. Sometimes they do. Gaudreau's coming around, sure, but like when it comes down to you playing that that youth, those young guys, and just you know getting that experience. I mean, we see we see a team like Arizona right now. They're popping off. 
They're playing in fr- they're playing in a college arena in front of five thousand people. Yeah, what was it? they just had a a, a a ESPN stat in my mind, but it's funny and cool. They beat the last five Stanley Cup champions consecutively, right? Yeah. And and called a Disney stat. Disney stat. <laughs> yeah, like but st- but what are they doing? To your point, they're playing the young guys. They're they're playing the guy. They're developing. They're doing it. That's the like right. all they have. So I mean, true. They're doing it the right way. I feel like, like granted, yeah, we have a we have a a, a cord, Kyle, to what you've been saying of, of people that are you know, you got the Gaudreau's, the Lines, the Warinskis, you got the Boone Jenners, cool. But like we have this this crop of players that I I believe deserve more ice time, and now the national media who never pay attention to Columbus ever. And they see this repeat pattern of us doing the same damn thing every damn fucking game. And they're like, what is Columbus doing? Why is Fantilli just like on the bench for, for half the fucking game? It doesn't make sense. It just make it just doesn't make As sense. As one of the better players in that game last night against, in L, in L, against yes. LA. He, I mean, he, and, I think, and, and I think his matchup was PLD. And, and, and apparently Pascal had no confidence in, in line A. Just took that. him, yeah, moved him out of, off just of that. Took him off of it. Yeah, PLD was non-existent for the first yes. two periods. I mean, I, I will, uh, one more thing about another thing about that is I didn't hear very many boos every t- when he touched the puck. There should have been a whole lot more. I am disappointed in this fan base. I would say I, I, I watched it on TV. I could he- maybe they had the mics in certain areas. I don't know, but I heard the boos. I watched. I wasn't watching on TV. I didn't hear. Oh, them. you didn't go. Maybe I didn't have my. Yeah. Maybe I didn't have my TV loud enough. Yeah, I don't think you did because every time at did least you the- turn up the boo setting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot. God. At least like silly, silly, Kyle. silly me. I, Bally, Bally can't even get a stream out half the time. I didn't think they have a boo button. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, they got one. It's awesome. Yeah, it's just me, just booing Bally. It's actually, just an audio of Jordan <laughs> just yelling boo. boo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like it's it's, it's I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see like from a national pr- perspective now to where like nobody ever really pays attention to old Columbus and now all of a sudden everyone's like, what are they doing? Like, why are yeah, they they're not? paying attention to us for the wrong fucking reason? <laughs> it's like, it's like you guys, you're in a re- repeat pattern of the same bullshit for all these games. And you haven't figured out how to like, just utilize the players in the proper positions and give them the proper ice time. Like what's going on here? Well, that's the thing they, they like did. And then they stopped doing that. And like yeah. we won three or four at one point a, a few weeks, like two weeks ago. And, I, and I thought we were turning around. I was so we ecstatic. All did. I thought, oh wow, they actually look competent. They we know they can play like this. That's yeah. this yeah, is the and, and that's the frustrating part. Absolutely, yeah. That's, and it's because it's not like they play like that. Like I said, to what the to like we've seen them play that way. But then it'd be different if they just turn around and lose and be like, ah, oh, something wasn't working tonight. Yeah, something was clearly working in a lot of these games. And then like we know they can play well. We know they can hang with a lot of the better teams in the league. And it's just. They shit their pants for the last 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, no, another takeaway uh, before we get social and answer some questions. Uh, Mark Sheik, Sheik, I always forget to say his last name. Uh, he said that the uh, the goal differential in the third period for the Blue Jackets, so like a plus or minus, minus 20. Yeah, it's not good. Minus 20. Yeah, my, in 27 goals. games. Minus 20. It's pretty goals. bad, man. Uh, they've that's that again. That's they've looked good in in games. Unacceptable. We, yeah, that is truly unacceptable. What? Well, I mean, at this point, like the season is not the season's done already. We're we're not even 30 games in, and and like we know we're not doing anything this year. Yeah. So. What are what are we to do? Like, what are the what is that? What are they to do? Like, fire people now and start now? Or, I I said it earlier in the episode. I think you just got to rip off the band aid. 
Yeah. Like, sure, it could it set us back a year, two, three, maybe. <laughs> but at, at this point, uh, hey, at this point, it's been 23 of them. And I don't think Yarmo's the goddamn answer. I don't think Pascal's the answer. So, like, what? why are we wasting time? I don't know. I think Pascal, it's a hard one with him. I, I don't... I feel I'm, bad for Pascal. I'm, get, I, I'm not going to put... He shouldn't be on the hot seat yet. I'm not going to put too much on him just because I think he was thrown into a tough situation. But, when you, but then you have shit like this where it's Fantilli, like, only playing 10 minutes. Yeah. When he was playing great the first two periods. Yeah. And he doesn't see the third period, really. Just, it's weird. To say yeah, the least. and also I, like when like we when we did kind of pop up pop off for like a little bit a couple weeks ago, and you had Fantilli on a certain line, and then all of a sudden like that line was working, and then he changes it up. Yeah, I think the what was it the game they beat Chicago seven to one or yeah. seven to two something like that. I was at that game, and it was the first night that they tried. They really kind of switched up the lines, and it was yeah. oh, it was Fantilli, Voronkov, and Marchenko. Yep, and then it was. Goudreau, Boone, and somebody else. But then you have like line eight. Like the, the lines were good, and that was when we were kind of high. They were working. And they, they were, were on working. that stretch of playing really well. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know. Line eight's been out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answers. I, line eight should also be true. I mean, if we did, we'd be, we wouldn't be on a podcast. But <laughs> So before we get social, I did bring this up last week, uh, but I was all by myself. Uh, line A, should he be traded? I, I mean, at this point, what are we going to get for him? We can get something. We can get something. It would not be a Robinson deal. Like, we, we, we would get something for him. Yeah, Lyon. but, I mean, he his his trade he, stock is not. He has the name recognition in the league, I, and he has, he ha, we you know, teams know that he has the ability to do something. But, again, when it comes down to the Blue Jackets, we just don't know how to utilize him in the proper way. Are, do you think it's that we don't know how to utilize him, or he's just I think he's a struggling mixture, as a I think player? It's a mixture of both. Okay, I think there's a, I think there's a there's a combination there for sure. Um, but I I'm to the point now where I just don't think it works here. I really don't. I will say it was really funny. I had a couple people ask me. Um, we were I had one guy on my team ask me. He's a big Edmonton fan. He goes, dude, I saw their Edmonton scouts at the game. He's like, he's <laughs> like. What are the odds you guys trade line? I was like, you can fucking have him. <laughs> like at this right point, now. at this point, dude, I'm. Yeah, I harped on it last last week, and I'm not going to go too much into it. But I wouldn't I, be mad at a trade. I just don't know what we get for him right now. I just saying, like, as soon as we got him from Winnipeg, like the everybody, we were all so hyped because like, he had that first year he was with us. He went yeah, fucking crazy. Like, we, he had a great little season with us, like, but he still has not even come close to Winnipeg numbers in Columbus. No. And, it's just so frustrating. It seems like it's a. That's also another pattern of like, we get these guys in here like a, like a Johnny Gaudreau and and they don't even you know they don't come near to the points that they had with the previous teams. And I'm just like, what are we what are we doing here to fuck over these? Yeah, guys? Yeah, and that's why I think it raises a bigger question because it seems like Columbus is like a bit of a vacuum. Yeah. In the sense of we get these really good prospects. Yeah. That are touted as prospects and also you know proven players that yeah, come well, here. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was getting there. Okay. Sorry. These probably you you jump the gun, but yeah. So we get these really good prospects, these really good, experienced, proven guys, and they come here and they just don't even come close to the numbers that these young guys are predicted to get to, or these proven guys have shown what they can do in the past. It's and and it's got to be. I think it just raises a question with the coaching staff and the front office and whatever our day to day, game day preparation operations are. I'm just don't fucking cut it. I am fully putting this on Yarmo because Yarmo has had five coaches in 10 years 
But at some point, you and got at, like and at some point, I think it comes down to Yarmo's in the ear of these coaches, and for whatever reason, it ain't. Do you think working. he's in their ear that much though? I think so. I think at a certain point, it comes down to coaching. I'm counting. Style. I'm counting Babcock. What do you count? Now. And also Todd. Richards. I mean, dude, I'd hate All to right, say count Babcock. So give up Ford. No Richards. That I think you got to count Babcock just because that was a Yarmo decision, even though he never coached the game. I know that Todd Richards was not Yarmo's guy. It's but, not. He had, but he came he in with four. The co- Torch was a good coach, man. But we got Torch. balls. After that, it's, it hasn't been good. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think Torch. We got lucky with Torts, and then it just has not been a good thing. I, I I think it I think it just comes down to coaching and who the coach is at the end of the day. I mean, I hate to say it, but like truly at the end of the day, the coach is putting the lines together, the coach is 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 making the strategy, he's running practice, he's he's with the guys every day, he's 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 talking to them, he's motivating or 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 demotivating or or whatever. Like he the coach is the one with the players all the time and he's the one that is responsible for the product on the ice. There are mistakes made by players, and we could get into semantics, but the the macro side of it is coaching when it comes to on ice performance. Sure. I go, like, I just go back to my favorite movie of all time, Kyle. Also, Braden, I think you'll respect this. My favorite movie of all time is Moneyball. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Billy Bean, you can't even make a. Fa- it's one of the greatest sports movies of all time. No, it is hands down. Favorite ever, like of all time, I, all I the movies. I wouldn't even say necessarily a favorite, but in the sports genre you may specifically, not necessarily say that. But he just said that. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't necessarily agree with my, the favorite take, but in the sports genre, movies. I'd put it top three. Anytime I, that movie's like streaming or on TV, and I, I come across it, I watch it. It's a good movie. Brad Great Pitt's movie. pretty good. And Billy Bean, general manager, was fed up with the the manager of the team or the coach of the team. And he pretty much said, like, all right, peace out. So he was making the moves. And granted, the Oakland A's saw success because of Billy Bean. And the manager, like, you know, he didn't trust the process. But I see it flip side with the Blue Jackets. And I I think that Yarmo's kind of pulling more strings than we think. And that's why for 10 years we're sitting here with, with the same results year after year, the young guys not being developed properly, the product on the ice, like that we're stifling the ability of these stars that we bring in here to perform and they don't perform. I just think the the play there is just, I think Yarmo has something going on back there. He has a certain way of a certain style and it, it, I'm sure it worked for that Tampa Bay sweep. Didn't get any farther than that, but, but Hey, just, we got the Tampa Bay sweep. I'm just going with like, I, I think that, you know, we can't discredit the fact that, you know, Pasco has to play with the players that are given to him. And I think Yarmo's back there just kind of in his ear being a little... Well, yeah, pop, man, but that's master. the thing. He has the players that's given to him, but they're, they're good play. We have a good roster. We, we do. Have a, we like, have... I would... Yeah, we, we have a good... Yes. Like, don't even say do we. We have a pretty good roster. We don't, it's not a last place in the East roster. Not Shouldn't at all. Shouldn't be. By any means. On paper, it's not. It just isn't. On, on paper, Goudreau, Line 8, Jenner. Jenner is top 20 in the league in goals right now, which is insane. And then but we, again, and you're looking at but you're again, looking at Fantilli hey, and then Kent Johnson. Hey, but again, Jenner's <laughs> he's a guy. Marchenko, Veronka, like we have what, a good roster. If we fully trust Boone Jenner, sure he's our captain, and he and he has he has put up a great amount of goals this year. Yes, 
But as soon as we go into overtime and he takes that face off, what does he do? He goes straight to the bench. Maybe that's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, hey. It could be. Our Maybe. OTs haven't been great. Keep him on. Uh, you, you, might, you might not be wrong there. You might not be wrong there. But, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, he, he goes straight to the bench. Yeah, yeah. He like, did it when Panera was here. Like, I, and we I lost know. in 33 seconds. He's, he's done it for the past five years now. He can win the faceoffs, but we don't trust so what, him enough. We don't Lu- trust Boone Jenner enough to be on the ice in OT. 33 seconds is plenty of time to change a line. All right? First well, of I all, know that. I mean, <laughs> but he, he's, if you can't get off the ice in 33 seconds, then we're having a different conversation. Well, no. He, he gets off the ice right away, and we get another guy right over. That's what happened with the L.A. game. I know. I that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and then yeah. they came down and scored, right? But yes, had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with Boone going off the ice. It had everything to do with the three guys on the ice when Boone came off the ice, not covering the guy with the fucking puck. Yeah, that yeah. might that that might have something to do with it. Might have had something to do with Wierenski doing his best traffic code impression. I don't. Yeah. It's great. It's fucking awesome that Zach Wierenski <laughs> has 18 assists on the year. Right? Yeah. So great. Thank. He's leading the team in points. 19. 19 points. Good job, A buddy. Defenseman. Well, how many goals do he have? Congratulate like one, maybe. He's one goal, one, 18 assists, 19 goal. points on the season. Every, every goddamn shot goes wide. It's so awesome. But then when it comes down to <laughs> when it comes down to the fucking when it when it's when it matters, the assists don't fucking matter because you are a defenseman. Yeah. You are a defenseman and you are supposed to defend the person with the puck and help your fucking goaltender out who is playing his dick off in these situations. That glove safe he had last night. Oh my man, word. It was three to two. It should have been three to three after that. Yeah. When he came across and gloved that shit, yeah. that was one of the nastiest oh, saves I've ever it seen was him an incredible make. Save. And they incredible. and they reward him by fucking him the rest of the yeah. game, that defense. Okay. Are you kidding me? I I am so fucking done watching this team lay down and just fucking take it. It is so ridiculous. Every single fucking time they have a lead in the third period. They just lay there and take it. They turtle up in the defensive zone and try to flip it out, which they can't even fucking do that right most of the time. It's usually right out to the defenseman at the point, and the other team's cycling it again. Here it goes, and they can't get to it. They can't change. They're on the ice for two fucking minutes at a time because they can't even get the puck out of the goddamn zone, and when they do, they're icing it. It's absolute garbage hockey when it comes to the third period with these guys. It comes down to fucking coaching. Yarmo is the one that puts these guys on the ice. I get it. He's the one that brings them in, gives them to the coach and this wasn't even his first choice in coach which is <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation whole nother conversation he was also but then pascal gets these guys third coach yeah i mean yeah pretty much <laughs> pascal gets these fucking guys right and you're seeing fantilli show out for the first period and doesn't see the ice again 10 fucking minutes in a 60 minute game for a guy like that is insane that would be fireable in chicago imagine Connor bedard sitting that much in a game in Chicago. Yeah. And I and I fully believe because listen, 97.1, they don't carry blue jackets like just like basic interviews hardly ever. And I think the Blue Jackets saw all the backlash of the LA game in terms of the Fantelli benching to where the Blue Jackets were like, we have to put out a like you have to go on 971 and clear the air. Cause like he didn't clear shit. Yeah, he didn't answer and he didn't clear no. shit. But I guarantee that was kind of like their motive. I granted I don't know, but that's my perspective as a fan is like because everybody was talking about it. it was national fucking media like everybody was tweeting about it, just not in the Blue Jackets community, but be way beyond that. And I guarantee the Blue, Jack- Blue Jackets were like, you got to go on the fan and talk about that. Yeah, they scheduled. Of course they did. The PR scheduled yeah. that and they made him go do it. He has to yeah, do it. I absolutely. mean, it's. And also, it was like a three-minute interview, it's, and then they started talking about Buckeye football and like some quarterback that's a sophomore in junior or high school and that they might get in five years. 
Yeah. Hey, but we're going to get him in five years. <laughs> quarterback, the quarterback class of 2036. Yeah. And that was the topic for an hour and a half on the fan because that's all they care about. So. Yeah, man, uh, it's it's brutal. Let's get let's just yeah, get let's social, get social before, right. I, before I blow a fucking man. vessel <laughs> man, in my I, brain. I got a good question to start us off. Run. <laughs> there it is. In the we got fired up there for a second. Good. I don't know what this wee business is. Kyle <laughs> <I, laughs> <laughs> Um, from Stu Sickles at BS Beef, front of the pot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to. When that Warren's was, not here, when Warren's not yeah, here, we, I, we didn't talk about Warren not being here. Oh, he's doing his Aww. stupid job like he always does. Well, he's like not. We just got right into the podcast. Sorry, Warren. We love you. I love Warren. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Warren. Everybody loves Warren. Yeah, when he's not here, I try to fill in with his sounds. You do great. Yeah. Thank you. That's fair. Can can't be Warren though, but I try. You can never host CB Jeopardy. <laughs> no, I I couldn't. I don't got the personality for it. Nope. From Stu Singles at BSB, front of the pot. I'd like to cool the temperature down a bit and go with a non-hockey question. Favorite Columbus restaurant and what do you get there? Do you have a go-to spot? Stu's is the Avenue or either Kuko's or the Bucket. Yeah. The Bucket. I know they're big Bucket fans. Rusty yeah. Bucket? Oh, or yeah. Bucket? Oh, yeah. Rusty Bucket. Oh, I rusty love bucket. me some I Rusty Bucket. Rusty bucket. My, oh, yeah. Stu and, Stu and I and his wife and Danny, we all got dinner at the Rusty Bucket over uh, right, the one right off 315 uh, down on the bottom of the hill. That was a good time. Yeah. I like I love Rusty Bucket because of you. I also love doing sweet nights with Stu and eating food there. That's my favorite food spot is in a suite with Stu eating little sliders. <laughs> I've never been invited to the suite. Sorry. You're just not a... <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Brutal. Well, that's not fair. I mean, he's, what do you mean? It's, it wasn't even about you. I, not everything's <laughs> about you, Jordan. Believe it or not. I've never been in a suite with you and Stu. That's rude. I've been in, we've been in, a, we've done suites together. Yeah, we have. That's how we met. That's I've never we, done, I've never done a suite with you guys. Good. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I tried to keep That's straight. one of the things I'm taking personal tonight. That's fine. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Next um, time I get a suite, little baby, I'll bring you with me, okay? Yay. You and jo little Jordan over here. I'm about time. I don't want a pity invite. It's uh, not. A, it's, a, it's a little cute invite. Not Aww. a pity invite. Can you ask me like we're going to prom? No. Damn. It. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Get a whole sign and everything. Maybe. Will you go to the CBJ suite with me? Mm. Yeah, I might do that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like restaurants that I frequent in Columbus. Me too. I don't even know. Um. All of mine are like just chain restaurants. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> you could go know. to any big, you go to any major city in any Ooh, state. Real favorite restaurant, like this is kind of a weird one, but uh, Joe's Pizza in Bexley. There's Ooh. every every Friday for the last year, uh, my warehouse staff and I would we'll, we go. They do ten inch like personal pizzas. It is legitimately Ooh. the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life, okay. and we get it every Friday. It's absolutely it's like twelve thirteen bucks for a one topping like ten inch pizza, and it's unbelievably delicious. Joe's Pizza in Bexley on Broad Street. All right. Absolutely I delicious. I'm, I have mine now. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing fancy, but it's a good vibe, and the food is also incredible. And I, I'm also a homer because I live in New Albany. But to me, d Double Barrel. Yeah. Double, double Barrel is good. Double Barrel is a good vibe. And also, big country music fan. And they always have live music, and not always, but like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's always some type of guy, like a cover country artist. Mm. 
and they and they're this is good surprisingly vibes. like they're really good like i'm a very like when it comes down to like live music if it's super loud i get really annoyed mm. but like they're actually good they bring yeah in we've good, been a couple times yeah, when they've had they live bring music. in good artists and like you just get down and you're singing but the food is also really good oh what are um, they, they got they got a oh what does warren call it they got poutine over there <laughs> poutine they got oh they do have poutine they got poutine oh, yeah. over there. That's really good. I always, when I order the poutine there, I always ask for extra the, curds. Yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good call. Oh yeah, that was our food of choice in Canada. Poutine. poutine? Oh my god! Every every restaurant we went to in Canada was Warren calls it poutine. He calls it poutine. 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 Yeah. He. <laughs> yeah. Funny story about Warren. Uh, speaking of him not being here, is we went and got dinner at Double Barrel right over here. Actually, the one right over here. One night, I don't remember what you were doing. We texted you. I don't. I feel like we were there when he ordered Putang. I think were I you was there? there? Yeah. I think you guys were there because I've heard the story from him. Yeah. Okay. Because he ordered Putang. Yeah. He looked at the waitress right in the face and said, <laughs> "I'll do, I'll do the Putang." And she went, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> she went, "Okay." And then just like, okay. what? and then we look, and then I look over when she walked over to like put the order in, and her and the bartender and like a couple of waitresses were all laughing. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're totally <laughs> and, making and, fun and, of you, dude. And knowing Warren, that was a genuine. That's how he thought. Oh, oh, yeah, because I told him, I was like, you didn't realize what you just said, right? And he had no clue. And then his face turned bright red, and it was, yeah. I oh. love that guy. I would say, I would say the one, like, truly in Columbus, like, downtown that I frequent the most. Please don't be on Park Street. No. Like Chipotle. No, <laughs> yeah, dude, the Raising Canes on High Street <laughs> at 2 a.m. Um, no, Adriatico's Pizza. Never heard of it. That's a great spot. Thank you. You've never heard of it? No. You got to get it sometime. That is some of the best pizza in the city. Yeah. Me and... Uh, well, you, you actually been there? Oh, yeah. Mo oh, many it's times. It's really good. Adriatico. It's on campus. Yeah. yeah they do okay. uh, They do big, giant, like, square-cut pizzas. Okay. And it's like it's not necessarily deep dish, but the cheese is over top of all of the toppings. You know what the square cut's called, right? Mm. It's Columbus style. Is it really? It invented here, yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. The Donos. Did not, yeah, but yeah, they so invented that I think fa my family and I are big Adriaticos fans. I would say that's the one we probably get that right. once every two weeks. Real good pizza, good spot. Yeah, right on campus. It's camp. It's campus pizza. Yeah, All right. but it's good campus pizza. There's really bad campus pizza when you're drunk though. You like, Anthony's and, like Anthony's and like Anthony's on Capitals. Oh my word. Yeah. My and then my runner up is the High Street. We didn't ask for your runner. -up. My high. Yeah, we didn't. Ask my runner up is the High Street Street Meet at two thirty a.m. when the bars are closing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Justin Needham at J Needham twenty four, friend of the pod. <laughs> what do you think of the trade we made or did not make at the time of this recording? Uh, he's asked about Robinson. Yeah, you think? <laughs> pretty sure oh, he is. That, it was. It was not confirmed earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's great trade I mean, for us. I mean, at this point, it's it's not a great trade. It's that that's the wrong word. Let me complete disregard everything I just said. <laughs> that is a trade. It's a trade. <laughs> it's a trade. It's it's not good. It's not bad. It's he was there. He skated and he got the puck a few times. Um, I the the main thing that I'm gonna hate about this is the poor Robinson's Renegades account on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Uh, feel for him. He had Josh Anderson get traded out of here. That was Anderson's army. And that's why I, a while never, ago. that's why I never get a personalized Jersey. And then, well, then you just have a collection. You buy the next one that comes through every, every player, everything, nothing's permanent. Jordan, I understand if that was the case, that. then you wouldn't buy things that you put on your walls and things. That's a dumb excuse. All right. Like a Goudreau jersey when he signs a seven-year contract makes sense because then when he leaves in seven years or five years, whatever, 
And you have a, then you have his vintage jersey from when he played here. All right, fair. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I get. No, I get it. I understand it. I just that's why I just don't buy player jerseys because I have a Marchenko, especially KHL with jersey. the history of the Blue Jackets in terms of their inability to hang on to players. I'm just like fuck this. I'm not buying a jersey. Well, that's every player. Nobody can hold on to players. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. Yeah. What was the question? What do you think of the trade? Uh. I- <laughs> I will say, like, again, kind of going back full circle to the very beginning of this episode, I thought Robinson coming in from Cleveland, I thought he's, he looked pretty good. I understand, like, in terms of, I knew we weren't going to get anything for him and in terms of, you know, I saw, you know, speculation of where we might get a third or fourth, in which I thought they, those people were absolutely crazy. I think it, it makes sense with the trade, but I did not nece- necessarily want to see Robson go. I'm actually just stoked that we didn't have to retain any salary for a seventh. I think that term. is the yeah. That's why I think it's a decent trade. One point six off the books, just yeah. like that. I think it's a decent trade because we don't retain any of it and a contract year. We weren't. I mean, we got something for we weren't going to resign anyway. So yeah. yeah, but also like three weeks prior, he was a uh, waiver, and that did not help our cause in terms of like yeah, trying to get him more yeah. for him. <laughs> so. Rather but, not have that on the books than pay with somebody 1.6 to play in the AHL. So, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, next question from Gopnik Hockey Life. at Gopnik Hockey Life. Uh, how would you feel and what actions would you take, I'm assuming as a fan, if the Jackets continue down the same losing path, yet there are no changes in management or coaching staff for next season? Calling a boycott. Stop going to games. I... <laughs> I'm not far off. <laughs> it's aggressive, but I mean, how, like, what is it? The It's going to take somebody throwing a jersey on the ice. That I, in my, on it, it happened in Edmonton, and, and like the next season, they started making the playoffs consistently. But where are they at now? I'll bite that bullet. For sure. I mean, that was years ago, but sure. they're, they're in a bad spot now, but they're fixing yeah. it. I'll, I'll bite that bullet. Yeah. I'll throw the jersey. Well, don't fucking criminalize yourself on the podcast already. I will not throw the jersey. <laughs> I did not throw the We've jersey. convinced people to do stuff, to throw stuff on the ice we before. We have done that before. Wait, um, where the uh, security had to literally do searches <laughs> of every fan that walked in. Didn't you guys throw bread for Panarin? We never threw bread. I didn't oh, throw any bread. There's somebody, yeah, we sorry. talked about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> I haven't had any media training. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we never. Me either. I guess I've just learned from the 200 episodes. Or I'm still kind of new at this, all right? Yeah, you are. That's we never, yeah, I never personally threw bread. We just, we told people to do it, and they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would say we need to do the opposite. That's right. And then people did we it. Had, we had, they had. Nationwide, se- nationwide security. security had a had a team meeting for weeks <laughs> yes. before the games to, to check people for loaves of bread when they were coming into the arena. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Panarin was here. That, that is incredible. They still, they still snuck in the bread. We still got some bread on the ice. Oh, yeah. Somebody did. We didn't. No, no. <laughs> yeah, somebody did. It was like three people, I think. Yeah. The, <laughs> path, the path I would take would be the opposite of like an Oakland A's situation from this past season. So don't move to Vegas? Don't... <laughs> But no, they wanted to sell the team, so then everybody's like, don't fucking sell the team. So then they sold out the stadium for like three games in a row. They didn't. It was like one game. And like it was damn near three games. They sold it out for like the actual day of it, and then it was like the two games after. It was almost again a sold out attendance. Yeah. But I, I if it doesn't change, like if there's no change in the front office coaching staff and we continue down this path this year, stop going to games. Stop buying tickets. Yeah. If no yeah, and they will naturally. Yeah, I mean, it, it will end up just becoming a thing where we're going to average 10,000 in the arena every game because nobody wants to go fucking watch the same product, especially if there's no change. Stop going to games. Yeah. Mm. 
Not yet. Not yet. Next, at the end of this season, there's no change. I don't know. Well, don't I think we might games. be close. Oh, I think we're close. If it doesn't happen during the season, it'll this be... Is, this is getting ridiculous. The season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm just talking. <laughs> oh, not you. <laughs> if it doesn't happen during the season, it will be the day after the season ends. There are going to be a lot of changes in no, the, there has the front to be. office. If, if, yeah, if we, if we continue down the same pattern, especially throughout the entire season, and nothing is done, yes, it's, something has to be done in terms of some type of move with management and, and coaching and also uh, just, or maybe just trade. ownership selling the team and we can just be rid of this yeah. painful let's curse a, we've had. Let's start an artillery GoFundMe for us to buy the team. I think my oh, mental gosh. health would be, <laughs> would improve dramatically if the yeah. team, if we didn't have a hockey team here anymore. Yeah. And like, listen, the McConnell family, <laughs> they brought in the blue jackets to the city and respect there, right? Like, Oh, 100%. The OG, yeah, absolutely. the OG John McConnell brought in this team. Mr. Mac. Mr. Mac. But I just don't know that his sons are that interested at this I point. I don't know. No, that's speculation. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't Shouldn't do that. do that. No, don't do no. that. That's speculation entirely, and we uh, there's nothing. Sure. There. Yeah, no. I, I have nothing verified there, but 10 years of the same shit, and it's kind of like, mm. Yeah, it's not been the same shit. We can get into this argument again, but it's, yeah. it has not been the same shit. There's been a lot of success and promise in there, and a lot of very good decisions made to get to this point. And now it's all falling apart all at once. Yeah. And so we're all looking recency bias tells us 10 years. It's been 10 years of the same shit when it hasn't been. That's not true. No, it is. There's not. been a lot of success in those 10 it, years. Yeah. And we talked about that earlier. Overall success is not there. <clears throat> you no. say a lot of success, but we go back to that. Just one playoffs. Yes. Yeah, a lot hey. of trade success. There's been trade success with free agency success. There has been regular season success, making the playoffs five year, four years straight, beating Tampa, yeah. beating Toronto, like doing well in the bubble. Like we've had good goalies come out of here. Bobrovsky won two Veznas. There's been success with the Armo. There has been. There's sure. Been, there's been a lot of good. Yeah. We had Panarin break the record for the point, which is not saying a lot, but it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's been really good things in there, but overall they haven't won overall. All right. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I got a question that I feel like will rile some, ruffle some feathers here with Kyle. From Quid Joe Crow at the Status Crow, unpopular opinion. They say VP. I don't know if they mean uh, P PV. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think they mean PV. Yeah. But Pascal Vincent has greatly improved the team. We are entering the zone more efficiently. PK is doing well. Elvis has a decent <laughs> defense in front, and there are consistent glimpses of chemistry. In my opinion, priority number one is getting our stars to perform. What would your number one priority be? I, really. I mean, how about <laughs> how about maybe stop giving up three fucking goals in one period in, in a matter of six minutes? Maybe maybe let's look at that at a priority, huh? I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I don't have any fucking clue what I'm talking about. You know? Maybe I'm just sitting here, maybe just a, just a dumbass fan that just looks at stats and doesn't really see what's happening on the ice. But what I see is eight fucking games where we have a lead in the third period and blow it. That's what I see. So what all these other fans see as well. All the fans that are out here paying the money to come into the arena, the, the fans are the only reason this fucking place is even here, besides the McConnells. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the priority, is to stop giving up. Imagine if we had eight more wins right now on, our, on, this, on this season. Eight more wins instead of losses right now in this season. We'd be in a playoff spot. We'd be in a playoff spot, Jordan. Yeah. The number one priority is to keep playing the same way that you fucking did to get the lead in the third period and stop fucking turtling and changing up lines all willy-nilly for fucking matchups that don't even fucking exist. I mean, are you kidding me? 
matchups. Grow a fucking backbone, Pascal. Are you, oh my God. It is unreal that we have given up this many leads this season. Eight more wins right now, we'd be in a playoff spot and we'd be having an entirely different conversation. Fuck it. Give me four more wins right now and we'd be having a different conversation. Give me half of those where you blow four and win four, right? Fine. If we have four more wins right now, we're having a different conversation. Kyle. Fantilla can't match up with PLD. It's unfucking believable, <laughs> dude. He can't. He can't. Oh, Adam Fantilli is already a better player. In, we got to bench him. In my opinion, Shut and has a way <laughs> higher ceiling than Pierre Luc Dubois will or ever have. He's volatile right now. Don't, don't yeah. piss him off. <laughs> oh, it's truly. Un- I'm not yelling at you, Joe Crow. I promise. I'm not yelling at you. You just got me. Go- you just got me going, right? <laughs> I saw the question. I said, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Primary uh, number I mean, one is getting stars to perform, but they are performing. We are, and we're developing more yeah. stars. Would you say the stars are performing? Goudreau's, tar- Goudreau's doing better. Goudreau's he has been performing. Voronkov is emerging as a star, and Marchenko, oh, we knew, Marchenko we knew was a star coming in, and he's he started off slow, but now he's really picking it up. He looks great. Yeah, also, quick sidebar on Voronkov, not related to the question. <laughs> Fucking stud. I love that kid. Great. I, I love Voronkov. I'm, yeah, so, I'm so sad to hear he was homesick, but I'm glad he's also figuring it out. Yeah, Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they, they took steps. Yeah. Going into Blue Jackets do the right things with, with players, I, yeah. I think, and they try to make them comfortable. That it's is a stud. A really good thing they do. The number one priority is, yes, I, it's not the number one priority. Getting the stars going is, is starting to happen. That's happening, I, I think. Wierenski has 18 assists. I mean, getting them going is happening. You think Boone's playing well? Boone's stars. Star. <laughs> Sorry. Stars. I think, I think Would you call Z a star? I think when he says stars, I think he means veterans. That's, I, yeah, that's my. Th- that's kind of how I took it. Like stars, necessarily not in the league, but my, on our team. My number one priority, and going back to the mid part of this episode, is just let the let the young dudes play, and f- and play freely. Let them just. What would do your number one priority thing. be? That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, let like, the young dudes get going. Yeah, yeah. To, let the young dudes get going and give them the the freedom to do what they need to do. And I feel like they're just being stifled, and I feel like they're almost afraid to like truly take advantage of their talent in terms of like they don't want to make a mistake yeah and then they're being stifled their development's being stifled and then all of a sudden they just don't do what they're supposed to be doing because they're just so concerned about oh am i going to ride the bench am i going to only have 10 minutes in this game and so they just they're they're not getting that full creative ability to 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 perform how we drafted them and absolutely what we expect of them and to me it's just a matter of let the young guys play it out and figure it out because this season we have nothing to lose. Yeah. I I agree with getting the stars to play, but like Kyle said, they're starting to kind of pick up the pace. My number one priority would be learning how to win games. As dumb as that sounds, it's a skill. It is a skill that teams need to learn when you're kind of in crunch time. Like that first goal that LA scored last night probably should have been the only one. It's like, oh shit, they're ma- they're they're not dead yet. They're making a push. Let's adjust and go from there. No adjustments. Learning how to finish games and learning how to win games is a skill that teams and players need to learn to be truly successful. Because you can go up as many goals as you want. Fuck, they could have been up six nothing going into last night. And if what was it? The goals that were disallowed, they could have been up five nothing. You need to be able to learn how to finish games in a consistent and well-performing manner to be able to succeed in any sport. If you, It doesn't matter if you get up 3-0 
in the first 40 minutes. If you fall apart and shit the bed in the last 20, hell, with us in the last 10, 10 minutes of a game, you're, you're not going to win much because you and, don't know how to close and that's out those victories. And like, they're that, not, like I said earlier, they're not playing to win. Yeah. They're playing not to lose, and they're panicking and tightening up and, and, and shitting that, the, and that shitting the bed. And that is what is so frustrating to me going back to like my biggest, my biggest concern is these young guys are never going to learn how to close out games when they're riding the bench in the third period. That's my exactly. biggest frustration. At this point, this season should be... If we... Granted, I don't think any front office is necessarily... Or a coaching staff or a team is necessarily giving up on a season. They shouldn't as professional athletes. They shouldn't be like, oh, the season's down the drain. We're going to play as hard as we can. But in a season where shit's not going your way and you're at the record you're at, you're not necessarily winning the amount of games you want to, turn it into a learning situation. Let these young kids play in these games and kind of develop themselves. Because, I mean, you can only develop a guy so much in a practice, in a controlled setting where you have control of all the variables and the drills you're doing and whatever you're doing in a practice. Where you truly get better is in situations in a live game against another team where shit's on the line and you're like, okay, what do I need to do here to get to this point where we win a game? Or what do I need to do here to get to this point? Where I benefit this team with a goal, with and it's also a matter with a power of, play that we gain, like that, like let them learn in these games that yeah, and it's also not, a matter of yeah. like these. Also, a lot of times these younger guys are outshining the veterans in the first couple periods, and then all of a sudden we don't see them playing in the third. Yeah, and that's what I'm. So with it's the, like let them figure it out. If it ain't working with the vets, play play the young guys, <laughs> like. Uh, for sure, and we're playing. The young guys are playing. I mean, this is last night was an anomaly. Like with the with yeah, the TOI. Was it though? Yeah, it was. I mean, Ken Johnson played in the HL for a few like for a few weeks, right? He, he like played what twenty games down there, maybe or yeah. something uh, around there, something like that. And the young guys are playing, and they have to because again, we're the youngest team in the league. I don't know. I don't know if I've mentioned that once before. You might. I think have that. I think it. that's the first time you've said it. Has, is it youngest yeah. team in the league? If not, like top bottom, like top two youngest team in the league. Anyways. Yeah, the young guys have to play because that's what we have. It, the learning thing, it, it, yeah, it comes from the games, but like at the same time, you learn from a system that you're in, and, and the system is not right, and the system changes constantly. And and when you're when you're constantly changing the system or or, or towards blendering lines at this point, man, it, it's like these guys don't know where they're going to be night after night. Don't know what they need to do to perform to stay where they're at because consistency like breeds success. That's just. That's just what it is. That's what it's always been. When you were consistent with something and you were doing something over and over, you get better at it. That's human nature. Yeah. It's it's that's what that's where success comes from is consistency. Truly. When you're blending these lines almost every night because it didn't work one night or shit ain't or gonna you, work. Or you give up a three nothing lead one night and you and you switch up the lines the next night to try to shake things up the next period or you bag skate one time. Like yeah. how many bag skates have they had, right? Like yeah. skate them hard. It's not fucking working. No. At that at that point, you're you're like discouraging guys, and, and they don't know where they're going to be at a certain point or ever at any given time. They don't know where they're going. At some point in the, in the middle of the second period, they could not play again for the rest yeah. of the game, and they don't know that's coming. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And I, and I think that's a product of the third period. I think the third period. I think it's just a matter of like, did I fuck up here? Did I fuck up there? Like, like I don't want to like lose my spot on this line or the or wherever. 
and they just kind of buckle down and they're just like, they're almost like in this shell to where like they just can't come out of it because they don't know come practice. Where did I fuck up? And now am I going to be demoted to like the fourth line, the third line or my line mates are going to get switched up. And yeah, so what you said, Kyle, I think you're spot on there. Like, I, I just think that, yeah, there's no consistency there to where they they almost fear for, you know, their ability to perform in, in certain situations to where it hinders us to win these games. And I think that might be a product of why we continually blow these. Yeah. Blow these it leads. seems like there's almost a fear of playing. Like that's yeah. not fear. No, not even. I think it's a fear of fucking up. Like, you yes. may, but, but I mean, to yeah. that point, it's playing. Cause I mean, mistakes are going to happen, especially in a yeah. game as fast paced. You shouldn't have to worry. If you make it, one mistake on the ice, you shouldn't have to worry about riding the bench the whole fucking third period. Yeah. Again, I'm going to make the same joke as Kyle. I don't know if you guys know I play D3 baseball. Yeah, okay. I'm legit. Yeah, sure you are. You know how many mistakes <laughs> I make? Wait, yeah. the same joke as Kyle. I don't. What have I made that joke? Have I said... <laughs> it was what you just said. Have I talked about how we're the honest oh, oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but no, it's like... You know how many times that like... I fuck up. My teammates fuck up. Like nobody should be in a sport, especially at the level they play at. Nobody should be in the fear of... Yeah. You're there for a reason. Yeah, you know you're you're there for a reason. You're on the team. You're in the league for a reason. You should not be scared to play your game and try and make things happen just for the fear of fucking up once. Yeah. And then you don't know what's going to be the bounce back from that. Like, yeah, for sure. All right, All right, next question. Let's do one more. Uh, yeah, I think we're about... Uh, when, yeah. yeah. Well, a more. lot of them are asking the same thing. I know. There's, <laughs> well, I got two that are non-hockey. Let's do two more. Okay. Do you... Are uh, they the Christmas ones? Yeah, first I, one from yes, uh, first one from D Mag at Dana Mag seventy five. I don't wait. I think we know this person. I think it's Warren's coworker. Maybe is that? I think that's it. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, whatever. He's got so many of them. You're you know? sitting on Santa's lap. What's at the top of your wish list? <sighs> A blue jacket Stanley Cup. I don't know. <laughs> Jordan, what do you want for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? Uh, I don't know. It's, Are you serious? The older you get, the more you just buy what you want. Okay, adult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I have adult money, so I just kind of, whatever I want, I just go buy it. I don't have really anything Like, on if my, there was something that Kyle or I were to get you, and, like, uh, you gave us a list of, like, the top five things you wanted, what would be at number one? That you would not buy for yourself, uh, but you do want Daytona 500 tickets with a hotel on the beach in Daytona. You know, what? yeah, that's a good, that's a good yeah. gift. I agree with you. I think as you as you get older, yeah. you just buy what you want. So yeah. your Christmas list then has also has to upgrade because yeah. when you're a kid, you always want things you can't buy for yourself, right? Yeah. So when you mm. become an adult, you can now buy those things you couldn't buy yourself as a kid. Yeah. But now, what can't you buy yourself as an adult? How about like a really nice house with a backyard <laughs> for my dog? Don't be practical. Yeah. In, in a pond and like that kind of thing. That's yeah. what I want. That's on the top of my Christmas list is a yeah. is a nice $600,000 home in, in uh, northern Delaware County in a f nice field with some woods and a pond somewhere. How about yeah, that? I would love that. That's on my Christmas list. I always like and I, I always never really treat myself to like trips a lot. So I can, but I just don't. But I feel like I would like just, you know, day 2500. I go there for the weekend. Get me a a, a hotel on the beach because the the track is only like a half mile away from like the beach, and go there go there for a weekend with some friends. That's a good gift. That's what I'm asking Santa for. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna be what about I'm, you, Brain. I'm gonna be a child. Ever since a I was a Lego set. Yep, I knew. It would I'm be. not even kidding. I know. My favorite pastime 
is just going to buy in Lego sets and I'll lock in for like three hours, <laughs> build them. You still do? Oh, I absolutely, dude. I have yeah. like nothing I, wrong with that. I probably no, have ten. Not. I probably there's have not. ten built in my room right now. They're just yeah. on my desk. I don't even do work <laughs> on my desk. It's, it's expensive. My, oh, yeah, fuck! I know. I want to get the Home Alone house. That would be cool. I think the one that has been yeah. like my peak Lego set since I was twelve years old when they released it. Please say Death Star. Please say Death Star. The Death Star's up there, <sighs> but I think the coolest one is that it's like this. It's, like the 6,000 piece Millennium Falcon. Yeah. That's been, because the Death Star is cool, but there's only half of it there. Oh. Because it's it's like the half sphere, and then they have all the rooms in it. Well, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be cool if you could only see the outside. And- no, that's dope, but it'd be cool if you could like hinge it and open <laughs> it up. But the Millennium Falcon, it still comes with like 10 characters, and they have all these little doors and stuff. Like that's been my dream gift since I, like I could get that when I'm 40. Hell yeah. And I would still be just as excited as 12-year-old Brayden if he'd have gotten it at that Christmas. Yeah. Aim for the moon, baby. That's right. <laughs> hey, shoot for the moon, you'll land among the stars, right. all right? Shoot for the moon, you'll land amongst the suns. Dumb quote. <laughs> Last question from sons. Spongy. Yep. At Hey Spongy. Mine's going to piss people off. Most overrated Christmas movie. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm pissed off with that. That's a fantastic movie. I don't movie. disagree with you entirely. I've seen that it. That is a it's great not that funny. fucking It's movie. not that funny. There are fun if you want to go comedy Christmas. No, just great Christmas movie. Overall. It's not but it's not a good movie. It's a great movie. Or not a bad it's it's not a bad movie. All right. All right. All I think the, I think the we're talking overrated, not good. Okay, bad, overrated. Okay. Sorry. All the lampoons are I just hilarious. think there are I think there are better comedy Christmas movies. I think oh there are better God. lampoon movies. You've seen Vegas Vacation. Yes, hilarious. That's, that's a garbage movie. That's a bad movie. <laughs> I, I that don't know. is a bad movie. Maybe even just an old soul. But yeah, no, overrated. No, you just don't know what a good movie is. You don't no, know I cinema. Do. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding with you. I, yeah, no. National Lampoon's Christmas movie or Christmas Vacation is the most overrated Christmas movie to me. Like I've seen it. It's it's a good movie. But if you want to go comedy Christmas, there are better that comedy movies. That was part movies. of the question. Yeah, comedy Christmas. What's the most overrated Christmas movie? Yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Right. You're wrong. My, what's yours? Uh, mine? Shit, I don't know. Die Hard? It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is not a Christmas movie. It's also not overrated. No, I, Die Hard. I, I I <laughs> grow was, up. I was, just I, made, I was just saying crazy. Anytime I think of Die Hard, I Anybody think of that. Anybody that says Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I'm just like, man. I just think of the Friends bit where they watch it like nine times in a row at Ross's apartment, and then they go rent two and three. Yeah. <laughs> Watch them all back to back. Die uh, not a Christmas movie. What's the one where they shoot it at that house in Cleveland, The Christmas Story? Christmas Story? Oh. That one sucks. Oh, wow. Old soul, right? Wow. Is that what you just said? Is that, yeah. is that what you just said like 30 seconds ago? That one's not entertaining. Wow. I will say, I don't think it's overrated because I grew up, it's my mom's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. I, it gets diluted. Quick, it's everybody's mom's favorite Christmas yeah. movie. But it gets diluted when they do the fucking 24-hour marathon of it. Well, I mean, that's I, just, What is it, AMC that does it? You don't have to watch it. It's uh, TBS. TBS. But it's still, like, you can't show a movie 24 hours in a row and expect people to still... Nobody has cable. Well, they do it year after year for a reason. Nobody has cable anymore, so they have to figure out some type of content. They've been doing that for 15 years. Yeah, yeah I, d- well. I disagree with you on that one. That's a good movie. All right. Well, if you, you also don't like National Lampoon, so I can't take. I, I did. I never said I dislike it. It's just overrated as a Christmas movie. It's a great movie. Kyle, I'm gonna watch that tonight. I'm gonna my most overrated Christmas movie, in my opinion. 
Oh man, I'm like going through them right now because there's <laughs> I've got a lot. I'm a cynical piece of shit. You know that. No <laughs> You're in a mood way. tonight. I I've it's been a it's been a weird day. Uh, man, I've got to say like. The Miracle on 34th Street. Is that the name of that? Yeah, Miracle on 34th Street. I've, I saw that like once and um, like had to sit there is with an ex and we sat and just, her and her family watched it every Christmas and we had to like just take the hour and a half out of, our, out of my day to like watch that piece of garbage. It's very nostalgic for people and I get it because they grew up on it and it's like one of the first blockbuster Christmas movies. But it wasn't even like supposed to be a Christmas movie. It's, it's just so bad. And I, I, just, ever, I don't think I've seen that one. Exactly. It's black it's, and white. But it's, it, like, yeah. it's like huge. I've heard of it. I've heard of yeah. it. I just... My most bonus, my most underrated Christmas movie. Oh, boy. Nobody asked for this. Christmas with the Cranks. Okay. That's a funny one. It's, I, it's I such do, a great that's movie. That's Tim Allen, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a good movie. Martin Short's in that. Is he? Oh, my God, I'll yes. have to go back yeah. and watch it. I'm not remembering. Exactly. Cr- underrated, dude. Christmas with the Cranks. Great movie. Favorite all time is Home Alone. That's a I, That's I don't such a great movie. Yeah, I yeah, like that pick by far. Have you seen my favorites? Like, have the you Grinch, seen I think. on like live action or animated? Jim Carrey, good. Yeah, have I you think seen, my favorite might be so Elf on a uh, TikTok. Uh, this is where I've seen the videos, but you can pay and uh, go to these certain like venues, and there's a live <laughs> orchestra that that does the exact they play the home alone oh movie. they do that with so many movies yeah but they, they do like the home alone movie on a giant screen like a, in a theater and there's a live orchestra and you know how home alone is just like all strings and they play as the movie goes that's cool yeah like, they do it with the like uh is. they do it with nightmare before christmas they do it with like not necessarily christmas movies but they do it with like all the harry potter right, movies well, i saw the home alone ones i was like i should i need to go to that that's cool that's that pretty amazing. cool yeah it's like home alone's great home alone is i i don't hate that one yeah. I, I like that as a top movie. The Grinch. I mean, if you haven't seen The Grinch with Jim Carrey, that is one That's of the best so acting performances. He is incredible, dude. Have you heard the stories about like so he funny. had to go through Marine yeah. torture training because of how long he was in the makeup chair? Oh yeah, he, had, he couldn't breathe in it. Yeah, he had to like train yeah. his lungs. Yeah. All right, we're done here. Yeah, we're done. All right, little boomers. Thanks See you guys. for listening to episode two sixty seven. We love you. We do. We do. We are, we are doing the thing. Look, we're still fans, and again, we're I, gonna get we're gonna I'm, get through this. We're not going still anywhere. A fan. Still but a we fan. are we are upset. We are pissed off, and we have a right to be, and we're going to continue to be until things change. Absolutely, we deserve a winner. We deserve yeah, we deserve a fucking winner in this city. The fans deserve it, and if they're not going to bring us a winner, lower the beer prices to five dollars. Agreed. Deal. All right, we're done. Source. I think I said your part. I don't know. I don't know. Spay and neuter your Yarmos. Yeah.